Hello, everybody, and welcome to the penultimate episode of season nine of Sequelizers. That's right. We've come up to the season finale. Mm. I'm very excited. My name is Jack. I am your host, as always, and joining me, also as always, is Matt Stogden. All the gods, they cannot sever us. If I were dead and you were still pitching, I'd come back from the darkness, back from the pit of hell to sequelize by your side. <laughs> I appreciate the dedication there, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Dedication to sequelizing. Yeah, we'd fuck. Speaking of fucking, also joining us, it's Tim Matum. Between the years when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of when shining kingdoms lay spread across the world. Hither came Jack, the East Anglian, microphone in hand. It is I, his chronicler, who knows well his saga. Now let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Brilliant. I feel like you are the Akira of this. <laughs> <laughs> Although you've got the moustache, but everybody has a moustache in Conan. Most so, people do, yeah. except for uh, James L. Jones. And James L. Jones. Yeah. Smooth, smooth oh, James L. Jones. Yeah, we'll talk about It's a mark that. of leadership, not having a moustache. Exactly, exactly. Tim, you, we're going to have fucking words, mate. <laughs> <laughs> the smooth-faced Tim declares leadership <laughs> yeah. over the sequel. He's just challenged me. And you. He's got hundreds of scantily clad women chanting, Maytum, Maytum. (laughs) Maytum. Maytum. Bye, Maytum. Yeah, bye, Maytum indeed. Because this week, we are in fact fixing 1984's Conan the Destroyer. The sequel to, of course, the 1982 Conan the Barbarian, which you've probably actually heard of and or seen. Mm Mm-hmm. Some people confuse the titles. Yeah, yeah. Pretty pretty confusing. Uh, Conan has had many names over the years. (laughs) We'll get to that later on because that might come up in my pitch. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I'm pitching. I'm teasing all the way towards the end of the episode. But before we get to all of that, before we get to talking about why Conan the Destroyer is a terrible fucking sequel, because it is. Yeah. I know there are fans out there, 80s action fans who defend this piece of shit. You're wrong. Get back in the bin. You're wrong. Get back, get back in your cave thing under a crucifix with a sword in it for some reason <laughs> <laughs> but before we get to all that like i said let's say a little thank you to the lovely people on patreon.com slash sequelizers shall we gentlemen let's do it yep thank you for your permission by crom <laughs> by crom these wonderful patrons give those fucks some steel exactly they've solved the riddle of steel some might say and got an early access to sequelizers episodes <laughs> ad free sequelizers episodes they get scantily clad women worshipping at their feet and jumping off into very obvious stunt boxes for some reason. Is that a Patreon tier I'm not familiar I with? Think, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's the sword and sorcery tier. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> you do actually get ad-free episodes. You do actually get early access. You get yeah. bonus content, including mm-hmm. me reading some titles of random Conan stories. And once these a guys. year, we send a wizard for you that you get to behead. Yes. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Very awkwardly, slowly behead him for some reason. <laughs> you also get, as I said, exclusive outtakes and exclusive entire episodes during the seasons, which is coming up soon. As I said, this is the penultimate episode of this season. So you better believe we're getting ready for interseason stuff in a couple of weeks. So get hyped for bonus content. Malik's confused. Yeah, you feel like you've sort of summating you've done the names yet. I haven't done them. I I'll know. do them right at the end. I know. I know, but it felt like you were still concluding. Yeah. <clears throat> your flow, sir, your flow. <laughs> And of course, you get all of that, and if you go to a higher tier, you can become an executive producer and get a shout-out on the show, just like these fine gentlemen have. Jonathan Firth-Clark. Crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and hear the lamentation of the women. 
Hear the lamentation of the women. Mike Salvia. Crush your enemies. See them driven before you. And hear the lamentation of the women. Hear the lamentation of the women. Michael Belcher. From where are the two snakes facing each other? Josh Miles. Crumb, if you're my god, then show me the way. James McDowell. Xenos. I swear this wizard will fall, cause this has begun, they murdered them all. I'm the last one, I issued the call, revenge for my mom. I pray to you, And Josh van der Sluis. Crush your enemies, see them driven before you. And hear the lamentation of the women. Thank you, lovely executive producers. We very much appreciate your support. You make these seasons possible. You've also made what's coming up in the interseason possible. Because mm. we've got some very exciting stuff. We'll announce next week. We'll officially confirm everything next week for what's coming and kicking off mm. the interseason because it's some big, some big boy shit. Let's put it that way. <laughs> some, a, big boy got, some big boy shit. Some big boy shit. Got our big boy trousers. We've got on. our big boy pants. And we're on. shitting on and we're, shit. and we're shitting. We're fixing some shit while wearing our big boy pants. And I'm excited for some interseason goodness. Mm. It's an extra special kickoff to the interseason. Let's put it that way because it's the last interseason for season ten. It's crazy. Can you believe it? By Crom. By Crom indeed. By Crom <laughs> indeed. Well, let's talk about it. Let's go delve back some 40 years. That's a statement. <laughs> to the early 80s, to 1982. But maybe it happened before then, because Conan the Barbarian predates this film by a long way. Mm. Predates a lot of cinema. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert Howard, who created Conan, uh, died in 1936 and had written a bunch of stuff before then. He died when he was 30, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, killed himself. Weird story. Weird dude. Very depressed. <laughs> as, as often great writers are. Sure. Conan has a very long history. Like I said, predating cinema and going back to like, you know, early 20th century literature mm. and... Or, or back to 13,000 years ago, if you believe the books. Yes. <laughs> pre, literal prehistory of the Hyborian Age and all that kind of stuff, as you hinted at in your intro, Tim. But... Uh, I'll go to you first, Matt, since you often are the most educated of, sure. of us in the cinema ways. What's your history with Conan the Barbarian in and outside of cinema? <coughs> so sorry. Good timing and cough. <coughs> so uh, I think my the best way to summate this is lying. <laughs> I feel like it's not. Yeah, well, that's where we are. Tell, um, tell the truth. Yeah. No, honest. no, no, no. I think no. Lying is 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 my history with Conan. Um, <laughs> Did you pretend you'd read the books? I pretended cool? I read the books. I pretended I liked the films um, to blend in with other nerds. The big and muscly nerds. Then I started reading the books, didn't like it, um, and the weird random discombobulated short stories that had no continuity and bounced around. And Yeah, so they originally published in Weird Tales, yes. which was like this whole, like the pulpy kind of magazine yeah. style of the yeah. 20s and 30s, which was very common at the time. I, 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 my first exposure is the movie, is this Conan the Barbarian. And I then only started reading the books properly after the, 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 the volumes, because they're quite short stories. After I was told, oh, did you know Howard was um, pen pals and good friends with um, Lovecraft? And I thought, oh, 
I like Lovecraft. And now as an older man, oh, another racist. Yeah. <laughs> and Howard's not as bad. Not but overtly, like, but yeah. still pretty fucking he's not, pretty he's not, fucking awful. Yeah, he's not as openly yeah. like eugenics pro-eugenics basically yeah. no he's pretty fucking terrible but in yeah. a different way I don't know way. what he named his cat but it can't be worse than can't what can't be worse than what Lovecraft don't google that no listeners. don't don't bother don't yeah. bring that upon yourself um, so uh, essentially I eventually read and I thought I, I can't get into this fantasy I mean it's sometimes it's hard to get into like the Lord of the Rings because the prose is quite boring um, and, and I appreciate what it is and I appreciate it's worth and wealth and Lord of the Rings isn't far off from that similar period as well we're talking yeah, like 30s, later. 40s, 50s yeah. yeah and Conan is fine in that regards that capacity but at the same time um i watched the film and i probably watched it a bit too young and yeah okay so obviously as you know a teenage boy or a young teenage boy i was like oh wow tits and snake man tits and, muscles and you snakes. know if i if i was to push a big wheel maybe i'll be enormous it's like that's not how protein works. No, um, you just literally walk with the he's a for the rest of your life. Slave for like twenty years, and then yeah. he's just enormous. Yeah, I don't nowhere. think that's how that works. But the point is the that wheel I... of protein. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's like, have you you've been walking in a circle? Yes. It's like, so one of your legs is definitely shorter than the other now. <laughs> yeah, and your every arms time fucked. the wheel turns, it dispenses a protein shake. Oh, yes, oh, there we go. And he gets if he's never turning direction, he's always going to be. Point is. I watched it and I and again I own a copy. I appreciate what it is, and what it is for a lot of people and, and fantasy set, genre such because it is eighties fantasy as far as people. It's, the, it's one of the pinnacle it's heights. Genre of defining, it. I'd say exactly. Like, yeah. And there are great moments. Not necessarily in a good it. way. I hasten to add. No. <laughs> and then Dino De Laurentiis. It's one of those very rare things. You don't really talk about the director. You talk about the producer on this one. Mm. And Dino I mean, Durantis, John Millius is amazing. Like oh, yeah. his shot choice and stuff is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes it does feel quite epic in what it's doing. It's an um, amazing miniature work and stuff. Yeah, yeah. production design's really cool at times. But overall, I kind of didn't care. As a weedy little boy, I didn't see it as wish fulfillment of, oh, wow, a big butch man does whatever he wants and takes all the women and, oh, and he kills people and he, he punches camels. Oh, my God, how cool. He punches a lot of camels yeah. and horses. Yeah, I'm, 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 all I did was sort of sit and go, Barbarians are idiots <laughs> and dickheads. And I know this is maybe like a. Is this because you look like a civilized Victorian gentleman? You can't be no, no, barbarians and savages. No, no, because I mean, the, the, the Celt in me is like, ha, we sacked Rome. Um, <laughs> so, and we were considered, you know, dirty barbarian That's hordes. True, yeah. So I, I get it. I just think. And there's like a line, I think, in one of the original Conan books, which is like, the more Conan saw of society, the more he realized that nomadic barbarianism had more appeal and yes, draw. Yeah, and yeah. I get the logic, but the execution here is just kind of flat to me. So I have never really gelled with Conan in any way, shape, or form. I understand his drives. I understand his representation. I understand, I understand how he's... I understand how he would be hijacked now as the ultimate alpha male. Oh, <laughs> not you betters. A sigma male, if you will. Sure, exactly. That kind of, that's a thing. Yeah, I, I mean, know. it's not a thing because alpha male isn't a it's thing. It's bollocks, but... yeah. But that's the point. It, it feeds into that, oh, we're men, we're men. It's like, no, that's not a thing. And I'm not being like, you know, looking from a 2020s hindsight but I've never gotten on with this even though I'm totally okay with scantily clad butch burly dudes lopping heads off that's cool as fuck yeah but this version for some reason I didn't really care about it so when I saw Conan the Destroyer and it's more PG-13 it wasn't even PG-13 at the time because it wasn't a thing PG yeah yeah I was like this is worse this is somehow worse than what I'd seen before um, so I've never really liked this franchise in any way shape or form Tim <laughs> so I'll start with literature Never read a Conan story. Mm. The closest I've ever got 
is reading. <laughs> Jack's just offering me his big <laughs> I have a centenary edition. Centenary edition of the complete chronicles of Conan. Mm. Tome. <laughs> I would describe this as a tome. Yeah, uh, the closest I've got is reading Gentleman of the Road, which is a Michael Shaban. I read it as a novel. It was published in, in magazine form. Uh, he's a contemporary novelist who I really like. That's very inspired. It's a bit inspired by Howard. It's more inspired by the uh, Fritz Lieber, Fafford and the Grey yep. Mouser. It was originally going to be called Jews with Swords because it's about two Jewish mercenaries, which is in that kind of mode of like ancient history, like yeah, but not, yeah, yeah. But not Hyborian history. It's, you know, actually mm. historical history. So yeah, so I haven't read any of the stories. This may shock some people. I hadn't seen Conan the Barbarian until a couple of days ago. Yeah, that kind of doesn't shock no, me. No, mm. you don't strike me as a big Conan guy. That yeah. seems a big D and D guy, mm. but not yeah. This, yeah, they do build a party of a thief, a warrior, yeah. and a <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and a wizard. But like, yeah. yeah, yeah, never, never watched a huge amount of those like '80s sword and sorcery yeah. films, um, which obviously Conan is like the er example of. So this, I think, I'd seen a little bit of it at some point, but certainly. I think it would have been watching it on TV. And bits and references to it are kind of hard to avoid. Oh, yes. Like we yeah. talk about pop culture things of like me experiencing yeah. through The Simpsons and all that kind of stuff. It's that kind of stuff that kind of filters oh, down. Oh, yeah. And I could definitely like have reeled off a bunch of stuff that I knew happened in Conan books. but Chops a dude's head off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Punches yeah. camels. Or, or like reference to like, you know, oh, I knew what a Cimmerian was right. and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Um, yeah. Never, never really. The closest, the, the, the biggest Conan artifact of pop culture in my life until a few days ago was the conan the adventurer cartoon from the 90s wow which is where it's very i mean it's a, a kid's cartoon from the 90s very kids friendly he has a pet phoenix that he loves does. pomegranates he certainly does he has like a a band of people who help him that's like very I, like, I feel like this a, is either Captain, Jack's origin, or yeah, yeah, it's a bit Captain Planety. There's like an African guy and a girl and a Middle East, uh, Middle Eastern guy, yeah, and it's sort of um, back then was would have been considered very PC, Progressive, yeah, uh, and now is like, oh, these are a lot of racial stereotypes that are they're trucking with. Oh wow, yeah, I've just seen the fucking images. Yeah, and even that I didn't like follow religiously. I just could remember watching it had a pretty catchy theme song as they all did back in the day. And yeah, a couple of days ago watched uh conan the barbarian and the destroyer pretty much back to back jack you are the, the most conan in i certainly am it was very much yeah. the case of when, when this came up on our roster of what we're going to fix this season it was like jack i think i put dibs on that first didn't it? It yeah like, yeah first thing i picked of the entire season was like i'd quite like to do conan please and no there was no resistance from tim <laughs> and myself <laughs> quite um, happy yeah weirdly enough my origin story is the 90s cartoon interesting Conan the adventurer I'm like yeah so so Ridic before we started recording i was like oh i've got two options for my intro quote one of them's not even from the films the other thing that i was going to go with was a rewritten version of the lyrics from conan the adventurer oh, brilliant such a good I'm gonna I'm gonna find the lyrics to the song because it's so good. It's shit, but it's so good. It's classic '90s cartoon where the animation for the intro was done by like a different animation house. Yeah, and uh, and looks far better than what the actual cartoon was. Conan the Adventurer, Conan Warrior without fear. He's more powerful than any man whose legend ever crossed the land or sea. Conan, the mightiest warrior ever. His quest to undo the spell of living stone cast upon his family. By driving the evil serpent men back into another dimension and vanquishing their leader, the cruel wizard Rathamon. Conan the Adventurer. That's Conan, terrible. man of bravery, with his mighty sword, protecting the mightiest warriors is he. Conan. That's shit. 
He doesn't kill people with his sword. He attacks. He hits them he with it. And they, things. and they know. And they teleport into another dimension through a black hole in the sky. That's yeah. shit. It's amazing. And I loved it because I was addicted to 90s cartoons. I mean, yeah, sure. The reason fine. I'm into Batman and Spider-Man and comics and stuff is the animated series of their respective things. X-Men as well, which is coming back somehow for some reason. But yeah, sure Conan the Adventurer was my foot in the door, as it were, for Interesting. sure. Interesting. I mean, really? 90s yeah. cartoons. It's me. Of course it's a 90s cartoon. Yeah, but I, I don't remember that being on TV much. I'm, I'm, You're I'm, like six years older than me. Doesn't mean I wasn't watching cartoons. <laughs> touche, touche. Matt, Matt had moved on to Urotsuki Oji by then. Yeah, it's like, I was making cartoons. A lot more titties in them. Um, actually, to be fair, the stuff I was watching, yeah. I mean, the heavy metal anime sort of thing as well was a bit more Conan appropriate shall we say yeah so yes your, your history was the cartoon to start with uh, it started with the cartoon which is like the early 90s it's like 92 same as batman and the anime series, i see one season era. basically of what exists. uh i think it's two seasons wow. i believe and there's like 60 something episodes wow yeah 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 that's like three times as much as bucky o'hair <laughs> oh bucky o'hair that i grew up on that i still have my bucky o'hair toy i fucking love bucky o'hair but yeah i started off on conan the adventurer and then my dad and my mum saw i was watching it and we're like, is that the same Conan from like films, the Barbarian yeah. and stuff from the from the films? I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I assume so. I assume there's only one Conan in the world, right, guys? I don't know. So ended up watching, Not counting O'Brien. Exactly. That, yeah, I don't think we knew what Conan O'Brien, who or what a Conan O'Brien was at that point. Me in the I mid just, to late nineties. I want to just interrupt and put something in a bit of context because we always do this when we were to our memories of our childhood. We'll go like, oh god, was that that thing from ages ago? Yeah, I think it was. So you are you referring to like the mid nineties at this point? Yes. Yeah. And they're referring to the early eighties, which yeah. is the equivalent of us saying, "Huh, is that Transformers 3? <laughs> yeah. Is that the Transformers? Do, do, do you remember do, the Transformers? Do, do you remember Dread? Do you remember Iron Man? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Iron Man. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. that's insane. Yeah. I, again, I'm, I know it's, like, it's like, yeah, but it was like fifteen years ago. So like, yeah. whatever happened in two thousand six at this point? Uh, Transformers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is the year before. Yeah. Uh, sorry, it's, it's more me putting the context of just in my see in my head. I guess it's like the huh. Is that Shrek? So my dad had seen the films and read some of the comics, as we'll get to in sure, a second. Sure, sure, sure. And was trying to work out if it was the same Conan. Yeah, of course. Because it's com- he's transporting serpent men to a different dimension. It's not the my same. Dad was like, what the fuck se, is yeah. this? Yeah. In a very kid-friendly way, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So yeah, he was like, oh, I know. There's some films with Arnie in it. Go, here, watch this. And I think I was probably this was a couple of years later. So probably I was probably like nine or ten at that point. Probably still too young to be watching Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. But, you know, welcome to my childhood. I watched Predator 2 when I was like seven <laughs> by accident, as we covered on our Predator 2 episode. We have, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A traumatic childhood. A, a classic Chambers 2. moment of I watched this far too young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all through The Simpsons. Exactly. And yeah, so I then watched the films and my dad was like, I think I still have some of my comics. And we went to London. My dad's originally from London. Went to his house. Like, you know where my nan was living at the time and blah 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 mm. and dug out his comic book collection and he had some of the 70s marvel comic he collected like i grew up reading my dad's like beanos and all this kind of stuff which for our american listeners features our version of dennis the menace not your version of dennis the menace and all that kind of stuff it's kids at high, kids at like middle school school japery school japery and hijinks and stuff and yes yeah, yeah yeah naughty kids doing naughty things for slingshot yeah. through a window Run and Scarper. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I read that growing up, and my dad, I knowing my dad had a comic book collection somewhere, and he would basically like drip feed these ones. Siphon and, it to you slowly. Yeah, which he got from his dad because he was a postman for years and would sit in the back of my dad's van reading all the comics before, oh. they, were, before they were delivered to people in subscriptions and stuff. So yeah, I then read some of the 70s Conan comics, like the Marvel stuff, before it came back to Marvel and then to Dark Horse and then back to Marvel and then back to Dark Horse again. 
don't ask. The, the right yeah. thing as a whole. Ah, uh, right. Thing. Of a dead yeah. man. I've then since obviously seen all of the films, including the 2011 remake, which is a oh. big piece of shit starring Jason Momoa. There's a reason we didn't bring that one up. Yeah. And of course, then the modern comics, there's been video games, there's Conan Exiles, there's Age of Conan. It's this weird thing that's never really like exploded in pop culture. It's just kind of like bubbled away under the surface. Like every fucker knows who Conan the Barbarian is. People who love it really fucking love it. So that's yeah. why you end up hearing about it. But it's not. And it's always it's set up to be franchised. To yeah. be literally sequel after sequel after sequel and spin off and spin off. It's Lord of the Rings. It's Star Wars. It's, mm. yeah. huge, it's Dune. It's this whole mm. like big expansive world yeah. and its own thing. And You've got characters who then span off into their own adventure, like Red Sonja and yep. people like yep. that. Yeah, yeah, Red Sonja's a long-running character, has long yeah. had her own series mm. and her own film and all mm. kinds of stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah, I have a long extensive history dating back 25 years or so probably for me for Conan. So it is like a really early thing. Alongside yeah. Batman, Spider-Man, Conan, like X-Men. Wow. As those like really early cartoon things that I absolutely loved. So yeah, there's a reason I went, can I do Conan when we do Conan? <laughs> yeah, please? the most qualified. It makes so, sense. Yeah, yeah. Just just for a full sentence of context on the uh, the cartoon. Matt, it would be like if you switched on Netflix today and there was a kid's cartoon, like clearly aimed at kids, yes. that was called Theseus the Immortal. Oh, uh, what, and, Sam Worthington? And, and, it, <laughs> and you were like, those designs look a bit... Hang on, is that the... Is that immortal? Is that the Tarsum Singh Immortals oh, film with fucking um, Henry Cavill? Yeah, yeah. and uh, Mickey, I like that film, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Yeah, I like that yeah. film too. But that is the context. Yeah, that, that, yeah, you definitely go like that. Can't be the same. That can't be the same one. No, no. that's just another dude with like sort of like buff. Going, oh my yeah. god, it is. And like yeah. dogs with like weird golden helmets on and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh wait, no, it is. <laughs> I actually kind of like that film. I like that film too. Yeah, it's yeah. not right, bad. Yeah. I mean, I got into a fight in the cinema when I saw it. Uh, these dickheads behind me were talking too loud, and I said, "The fuck is wrong with you guys?" Turns out like, what I thought were teenagers were four 40 year old dickheads who uh, called me the C word a lot and my wife Whoa. threw my coat around the cinema and stuff and were like, You want to fucking go? You want to fucking go? And they were on the, the row behind me. So they had the weight advantage of yeah. pushing down. I was like, I thought, Oh, I don't really want to fight these guys right now. No. I might have to. It was the, it was the post 300. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Drawing out a lot of dickheads crowd. Very much so. I remember them just like with Frida Pinto, like, oh, fucking hell, we're mine with her. And I thought, oh, shut the fuck up. Just shut mm-hmm. the fuck up. Yeah. But again, I assumed they were kids. Turns out, no, they were just grown ass adults. Yes. We should never. Anyway, this is a digression. So, Conan. Conan. Interesting property. Because as you've just established, it's one of those things that means a lot to certain people and has had a huge impact on people's lives. And I think has been on the the edge of like pop culture relevance yes. for like a mm. hundred years, well, 80 years mm. at this point. Exactly. It's, it's in, it endures in a capacity. Yeah. And it always tries to get going because it is designed this very, you know, nomadic cluster of stories about this interesting fantasy world, just genuinely fascinating in terms of its world building. And it never goes anywhere. It never takes off. It, it, in comic form, it's probably when it's most successful. Yeah, it feels it feels very appropriate that it like bubbles over in comics and keeps keeps getting shuffled back and forth between like different publishing companies who get the rights and stuff like that. Yeah, because that feels a the audiences I'd imagine is there's a lot of crossover between people who are really passionate about the Robert E. Howard books and people who like comics. Yeah, uh, yeah, true. I feel seen. <laughs> but you also can get things like, do you like Thor? It's like, yeah, I like a good Thor. Come on, like a yeah. Jason Aaron Thor. It's like, you might like Here's this the thing that inspired yeah. Thor, basically. Yeah. yeah. Oh, other than the Norse mythology. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, yes, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it feels... Well, there's, like that... li- there's literally Valhalla and Asgard. There is, isn't yes. there? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, it feels of about that level of like, there's enough of an audience to constantly sustain a comic book. Yeah. Coming at like, or like it'll go for like 20 issues and then it'll die off and then the rights will go to somewhere else and they'll do 20 issues of Conan and, and so on and so forth. Um, and it'll bubble about that level. Um, but it's not enough. There's not enough, even though everyone knows the name, there's not enough passion for it to do a big, you know, Marvel level movie of it. Yeah. You know, nowadays, there. The only reason we got the 2011 one is because people were like, "Hey, Jason Momoa was really good in the first season of Game of Thrones. What yeah. can we throw him into?" Like, What's a big fantasy property? Yeah. He was a what, big. What can uh, he basically play Cal Gro- Drogo in? Yeah. He was a big muscly uh, barbarian, I guess. Mm. Let's. Uh, what can we do? What has bar? Oh, it's Conan been, the Barbarian. It's been like 30 years since we've done that. Let's do an 80s revival thing, Problem which is, is all the 2010s was. Uh, Momoa likes to be, hey, I'm quite charming, and uh, I'm going to touch you. Pat on the shoulder. Yeehaw, pat Yahoo. The butt. Hey, I, like, I like axes. And it's like, you're not Conan. Yeah, it's very difficult for like a very chill, friendly Hawaiian guy to be mm. like brooding and dark and say no words. Should we say what Conan is? Because... In the same way that we were talking we about John do, yeah. Carter, like in the, in season last time, it's like that's a very good point. John Carter is an excellent yeah. animation there. Yeah, there's yeah. a sort of a bit of a Tarzan, John Carter, Conan. They're all three of them are muscly motherfuckers <laughs> in interesting environments. The difference is obviously different authors. <laughs> that's my favorite genre: muscly motherfuckers in interesting environments. Yeah, with with Tarzan and um and John Carter, they're both fish my out of water. Favorite Bell and Sebastian album. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, they're, they're doing the uh, soundtrack to my pitch. Brilliant. <laughs> Crom so, help the girl. Fuck it all. So they're, they're basically, you know, fish out of water kind of things. And they're, they're you know, they're sort of superhuman in a way. Whereas Conan is an, ad- I thought I said adventurer, but he is a guy who- nomadic- adventurer. Yeah. He, he is a nomadic individual who, who, who roams around, does what we- I love the idea that people say about what's the, his look. It's, oh, it's the fuzzy britches is what, you know, fucking see from the films. Like, uh, well, if I remember correctly from what I've read, Conan wears whatever he's, the place he's in. He dresses appropriately. Yeah, he, he dresses appropriately, yeah. I have this theory about the Conan film, especially the first one. Yeah. You know how you get those- uh, Less so nowadays, just because the way films have gone. But like in the sort of uh, uh, late '90s, early 2000s, yeah, you'd get those romantic comedies, and it felt like the lead actress was wearing like a different outfit in every diff- different scene. Yeah, and it's you find out they've got a clause in their contract where it's like I get to keep the clothes. Oh I'm wearing yes, in film. yes, yes. I feel like Schwarzenegger had one for for Conan <laughs> because it, it feels like every different scene he's like, I'm, "On this scene, I wear the helmet and the uh, yeah. Yes. In this scene, this... I have a shield. In this scene, I have a spear. Yes. I want... then I have an axe and then the sword yeah. and the katana. Yeah. But it's not really a katana. <laughs> yeah, I want to be painted. It's like what? <laughs> Big black stripes like a zebra. It's like okay. And uh, yeah, feasibly because I think uh, there is a plethora of costume it's changes. Got a basement somewhere that's just full of like loincloths, dummies with with Conan costumes on them, like like Conan wing. Um, but the destroyer one costume, basically. Pretty um, much, yeah. But as much as similarity, Conan is the kind of character, as it's been described to me, and as I understand the character, who rocks up, does whatever he thinks and feels, rules for a bit, gets bored, goes somewhere else, beds a load of people. Um, kills Conan, a lot of Conan people. Conan likes to kill and fuck and doesn't like to talk about doing it. Yeah, very much so, Tim. My That's kind of, my kind of man, right, boys? No. 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 <laughs> I like talking do, about do thinking talk about into doing microphones, it. And he, yeah. and, he, and he really hates wizards. Yes, because wizards 
done his family. His magic and still. And, and, and he doesn't magic, understand Magic's it. just inherently kind Dad of deceitful. He likes steel because it comes from gods. Solve the riddle of. of steel. It's not very riddle, is it? No. It's just finding it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's blacksmithing. And then it's cutting people up with it in here. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's, it's like people in America who are like, you know, son, the real truth to how you can become a man is through a gun. Guns define so much. Yeah. You can learn the truth of a man with a gun. Yeah, you'd kill him. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely in that kind of very old school model of masculinity yeah. that, yes. that, you know, is sort of taciturn and stoic and, and doesn't say a lot. And, you know... I don't even have feelings. I don't talk about them. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and you can track that through to Westerns and various yeah. other things. Mm-hmm. And, he's, he's pure id. And that's, that's the thing. It, it's very different from what the modern conception of a hero is. Conan doesn't wisecrack. Conan doesn't, like... Conan doesn't even have a hero's journey. No. Not really. His um, arcs are, he gets out there somewhere. Not in the films he doesn't. No, in the films he doesn't. Because no. No. he does grow as a character. Like He learns lessons and that kind of stuff in the books. Yeah. What does he, he learn? He learns about... I, again, as someone who doesn't know. Tell, tell so me. he eventually like has a wife and settles down. And Does she die eventually? Um, Probably, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> James Bond. Yeah, exactly. Um, the whole thing at the end of the first film where it does the, you know, the king mm. kind of thing, he will claim the kingdom by his own hand. And yeah, yeah, he yeah. doesn't claim to be the king at the end of the first film because mm. he doesn't feel like he's earned it. Yes. And again, it's the riddle of steel. It is kind of by combat kind of thing, but yeah, like, yeah. he has to go through his journey and prove himself to himself and his God. Crum. 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 Which is C-R-O-M, by the way. It's not crumb with you, <laughs> even though Arnold Schwarzenegger would tell you different. Yeah, I think it's K-R-R-U-M. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly crumb. sounds like it. Yeah. He's talking about Robert Crumb. Yeah, yeah Robert Crumb. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of very depressed yep. artists. All the stink with lines. Lots yeah. of big boobed women so they've got crossover I mean, there yeah, they're, they're, that's a yeah, crossover yeah. Yeah. so yeah he learned he basically kind of learns to settle down not necessarily give up his nomadicness because he does eventually go back to that but like to learn about different cultures and stuff and all that kind of thing there is a kind of he's, he's kind of more of an anti-hero I guess because he's not really I suppose it's a weird thing like, I think anti-hero is a strong phrase for him but he's in this weird middle ground where it's not like he's not like a oh I don't kill he, he will just he mur- will kill he'll murder motherfuckers left and right he's no Batman he's no like mm. he's, Superman he's like, doing for his own paragon justice yeah. yeah yeah but not but in a Punisher way not in a Batman way yes not and in an actual I mean again, he follows a law arguably in the sense of his own god and Krom and steel Krom is a weird god yeah. in the uh, it's like following titans rather than yeah yeah Grom is the god of the Sumerians, which is the area of the world that Conan comes from, which is like burnt. His village is burnt to the ground at the beginning of the first film. His family are killed, all this kind of stuff. Or in the cartoon, they're turned to stone and (laughs) from the serpent men from another dimension or whatever it is. And then he like, because his home has been destroyed, he becomes a slave and then a nomad and all this kind of stuff. And he never feels like at home anywhere. Until he eventually, which is a great thing for a character, he eventually like, that's claims a really the throne and yeah, ma- makes the kingdom his own and all this kind of stuff. Which eventually does in the kingdom Aquilonia becomes the king of Aquilonia. But we, throughout his journeys, okay, through that continent, it's not the Hyborian continent. That's the name of the age. Most people say like, "Oh, it's Hyboria." It's not Hyboria. Oh, I see. That's a, yeah, common misconception. <laughs> I've been corrected on I it in the past from Howard. So I'm like, okay. Um, so you get to that point where he's kind of. I don't know, yeah, like has his own sense of justice. He's kind of like chaotic good, I guess, in that way, like lawful neutral, maybe. I don't know. Because <laughs> he does have a very clear sense of like he lawful doesn't, neutral he, might have nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't kill women. Bit judge dread. Yes, yeah, yeah. And has his own kind of moral sense. But Krom is a weird god because he 
specifically doesn't get involved in the issues of man. That's like his yes. whole thing. Well, then he's you're on not. His mountain. Yes, the powerful mm. mountain and strikes down the four winds he's and all of that stuff. Not sky and fire. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what does that mean? It means he doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't oh, do what, anything. An never gets father. involved and never Great. does anything. And yeah, <laughs> absent father mm. for a movie character. What a surprise. Mm. I mean, I think a lot of the the roving nature of Conan comes from the way the stories were published, which is they're not in chronological order. They were published as short stories there's in magazines. Yeah. There's a big debate about the chronology as well. Multiple yeah. different people have yeah. different timelines of this is number one, mm. then 36, then 12, and then, oh yeah. my God, it's mental. <laughs> James Bond isn't actually a bad comparison. It's a continuity nightmare. If it was written by one person, you're like, wait, this is bad. He's young, then he's old, then he's... Th- yeah. When is this? What is this? This <laughs> is me. The continuity's all up the shop. It's like, yeah, we know. Yeah, and it's it sort of makes sense, you know, to have that character who kind of does go through different stuff and you can put together a rough kind of chronology of his life, but also it's his adventures are so episodic in nature. And you get a bit of that in the film as well. Like there's definite like you can feel, oh, this would be a Howard short story of them like breaking mm. into the temple or whatever. And then, you know, that that's just a, a chunk of story that he would tell of like, oh yeah, they yeah. break in, they kill the wizard, they go get away with jewels, you know. And I think definitely the first one, it does feel a bit like it's several different short stories kind of woven together with the presence of Thulsa Doom, who's his kind of one of his primary antagonists, I presume, in the novels or the the stories as well. Yeah. Sort of. Because he doesn't really, that's the thing as well. He doesn't really have like a primary antagonist. He's not got a foundational mission um, in the way that a lot of characters have. He does. He has this idea that he's going to be a king someday, but mm. he doesn't really pursue it like it's a real agenda on his part. It's like He'll get I'm, to it. I'm going to keep killing, and t- and eventually I'll be worthy of being a king. And at that point, once I've just kind of arbitrarily decided, then I'll kill enough people that I can take over a kingdom. It, yeah, it's almost like if I kill enough people, they'll just surrender it to me. Yes, and then I'll know I'm worthy. It's yes, like, I guess. And until then, he's very happy to just kind of wander around. Yeah, doing whatever. Yeah, the the ultimate again is that classic idea of a projected man, man, uh, masculinity, that kind of thing, manliness, and it's like, well, what's my ideal man? Someone who knows he needs to do this task, but he'll get around to it in his own good sweet time. It's like, mm, I feel that's a procrastinator, as is often the case with the films as well. You've touched on the villains there, Tim, saying like, oh yeah, Thulsa Doom is like one of the iconic villains. Like, I guess there's also a bunch of like lovecraftian demons as we get onto in the second Dagoth. one we have dagoth and a bunch of like tentacle yeah. bollocks and like elder rituals and shit and the god of all gods the elder gods and all this kind of stuff good buddy lovecraft yeah and then so shumagarath is one of the lovecraftian elder gods that shows up in the conan stories oh. and he's summoned by hold on i did write this down I can't remember which one. That's that's from the Marvel comics. It is the Marvel it? comics, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Shumagrath is owned by Marvel. Yes, yeah, yeah. Huh. Um and you have so Thulsa Doom in the in the comics, I remember, because he's he's kind of vaguely described in the books. I honestly can't remember at this yeah. point. He has a skull face like Skeletor, basically. Right. He's way more like Skeletor and more monstrous and And he's he's not to do with the snakes. The snakes is oh. um Thothamon, which is mm. the name of the villain in the second movie. Who's not about snakes? Is okay. demons? Ugh. <laughs> it makes no sense. It feels like an MCU version of a Marvel comic, where it's like, I've got these names. I don't really want to use them the way that we're intended. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. Where we've talked about this on sequelizers before as well, because we do this when we do our sequels. You end up amalgamating a couple of characters. Into of one course, character. of course. Oh, there's like three different villains, but only one of them really has a good motivation. But he has really cool powers that will work well on screen, 
and he has a really interesting look. So let's take his look, his powers, and his backstory, smush it all into one. Thulsa Doom sounds cool. Get people chanting, Doom, Doom, yeah. Doom. Get James Earl Jones, he's got a cool voice and a fucking awful wig. <laughs> Damn true. Just the, like, the least intimidating haircut in the world. It makes, it makes me laugh so much because it's so... Him and his lieutenants all have the same haircut. And yeah. it's like, what is that, like... Like the, bad 70s you, rock stars. You get it when you're captain. You just yeah. look like a member of Spinal yeah, Tap. You grow out your they hair. They do it on my Spinal yeah. Spinal I kept saying 70s rock stars. Spinal Tap fucking nails it, yeah. it's, it's One the, of them's it's got a big a fucking mustache as well. too high. Yeah. 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 And he's supposed to have this, like, piercing and intimidating gaze of this cult leader who turns into a giant snake. And it's just James Earl Jones looking fairly friendly with a silly fringe. And you're like, yeah. Staring at the camera. Okay, cool. I mean, James L. Jones uh, iconically usually has glasses on. Yes. And and has one of the best voices ever in the history of voices. Yeah. He's got but the same not, thing. Like, physically intimidating, particularly, but the character isn't supposed to be. No. Because he's, uh, he's the the brain to Conan's brawn. He's kind of the. Yeah. He's the contro- film doesn't really portray it very well. Like that. No, that, I know. That's what he's supposed to that's be. That's what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. Because yes. it's the magic versus the, the, yeah, the steel, sword muscles, and steel yeah. kind yeah. of stuff. It's him. Like he says, it's the power of the flesh, my mm. son. And you see the power? You go, join me. And she mm. dives off into the stunt boxes. That's a very <laughs> <Yes>. clear stunt. <laughs> and it just goes, boof, into cardboard. Like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, come on. Couldn't have her just like splat off screen or something. Like, no, just jump nope. some cardboard boxes, love. Basically, for those of you who haven't seen it, she jumps off. A, he commands a girl to jump off a ledge. And she just does on his command. And he's like, see, that's more powerful than a sword. I can command people to do whatever they like. And it's like... It's that whole thing of like being able to control yes. people's minds is more powerful than being able to chop their heads off. Which I agree and Conan with. is like, and fuck you, I'll chop your head off. <laughs> See, this is the thing. It's, it's, it, this is the, we were talking about what, what is Conan? What's the essence of Conan? You can give him the essence of the science, the magic, the answer, the politics. You can give him anything and say, this is why people are the way they are. And like, yes, but I have this big fuck off sword. It's like, yeah, okay. Well, let me just explain. And he said, no, too late. I'm going to cut your head off with this big fucking and, sword. And that's what he does develop in that way. So he does, like I said, settle down as a king and all that kind sure. of stuff and start to understand he doesn't like politics, but he understands like battlefield strategies yeah, and like commanding yeah. armies and stuff and kind of his development in that way to understand you need to be a man of the people. And that's why, you know, Queen Zenobia, his queen, mm. is much more friendly. She's a former slave girl who he saves. Like blah, his interpreter. Blah, blah, blah. Kind of, yeah. And like they, he uses his allies as like the people who can basically do the talking for him and, and help him out in that way and communicate his things where he's the mm. ruling with an iron fist kind of. Yeah. A, so. he's, he's a blunt force. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember who it was, but there, there was a comic writer who was writing Hawkman. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and basically said like, it's great writing Hawkman because all Hawkman does is fly and hit things with a mace. Yeah. So all you have to do is give him problems that can be solved by flying or hitting things with a mace. <laughs> and and Conan, especially in the films, is kind of the same. It's like, yeah. what is your way of solving this problem, Conan? I'll throw a dagger into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the... Enough I talk! I, I don't have my dagger. Uh, this is the second one. Yeah. I don't have my dagger. And he's like, don't worry. Akiro, the wizard, played <laughs> by and the always amazing Marco. Yeah. And he's just like... Oh, I'll do it. And he does really shitty looking magic. It's just shit Tai Chi. He's, he's just wig- yeah, doing Tai Chi by going, and like crossing his eyes. Yeah. And I was like, that's, weird that's kabuki not- faces. Yeah, weird kabuki faces. It's, it's a, Marco it's a being choice. being Japanese, by the way. Yes, yes. So it's, he, it's an interesting choice. Yeah. And then like, oh, you, this is how you defeat a wizard. And he makes some hand motions. The other guy goes, 
blah, and Wait, like holds his forehead. Some dry ice comes out his face first. Yeah. And he goes, they both go blind for a bit, even though they yeah. never state that or like properly show anything. They both just kind of like hold their hand over their eyes for a bit. And then it's how you go when you've been doing a lot of wizarding. Yeah. It gives you a nice cream headache. Yeah. Is it and just wanking? Just intense just wanking. Blind. Do you get a headache after <laughs> you wank? Sometimes it's very intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't wank when you have a headache, listeners. As a makes it worse. Here. Yeah. Blood goes in the wrong direction, makes it worse. Mm. How you get migraines. That's how magic works. Magic. Yeah. It's a kind of magic. Should we get into the synopsis? <laughs> yes, we please. should, because... Okay. It's a 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Fuck right. me. So, 1982's Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. We meet Conan as a young boy, listening as his father tells him the importance of steel. Riddle of steel. Which his people, the Cimmerians, value above all else. By the way, we're saying Cimmerians. That's C-I-M-M-E-R-I-A-N-S. For years, until I saw it written yeah. down... I thought it was Sumerians. Same. As in the as actual historical The old Mesopotamian. Ancient Mesopotamian. Yeah. 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 Which would make sort of sense to me, but. Because this is also sort of ancient history, but not. Yeah. But and also yeah. Yeah. prehistory. Yeah. 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 The Sumerians are raided by a band of warriors led by the sorcerer Thulsa Doom. With the two snakes yeah. facing each other on a banner with a sun and a moon. Conan's father is killed and his sword is taken by Doom, who uses it to murder Conan's mother. After doing some hypnosis to her, his dad's eaten by dogs, ladies and gentlemen. Dogs yep. with little hats on. Dogs. <laughs> Glad you called out him because those dogs just look like pretty chill dogs. Yeah, and they're very clearly eating treats out of the actor's hand. Yeah, when he's holding, he's they like attack his arm for a bit. Yeah, and they run across screen, and then he's like in fetal position, turned away from the camera, and the dogs are very clearly just. Eating bits of They're just having a good time. They're just chilling, having a good time. Hanging out with their handler, who's probably the guy dressed up as his dad. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) There's a great Tumblr post where it's like, you know, an actor, like, oh, I'm terrified by this scary dog. Dog, I am having a great time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Look at me. I got a hat. Yeah, I get treats (laughs) after this. I get treats and hats. Best day ever. I get to jump on this guy. Conan's dad. Conan and the other children are taken into slavery forced to work a huge mill called the Wheel, Wheel of, of Pain. Pain. Which, it's in the middle of a wasteland. What uh-huh. the fuck are they milling? Don't know. Sand. Dirt. Yeah. Spice. Um, there's a, there's a, there's a strongman tie-in. It's spice. Strongman yeah. contest where they made the Wheel of Pain and they decided yes. the actual Wheel of Pain is actually really easy. So they had to have like this rolling sand mechanism yeah, inside yeah. to make it much harder to turn. Hmm. It's like, it's going to be really, you won't be able to move it too far without breaking yourself. And so, okay, because the actual Wheel of Pain is just, oh, it's a wheel. Yeah. Well then, yeah, fine. Yeah. They're mills. We designed them to be easy to move. Yeah. Yeah. Donkeys used to write that. So yeah. make them work. Uh, only Conan survives, growing to be a huge jacked man. Is it because he eats the other children? That would he's make gigantic. Sense. Yeah, going from a like malnourished slave boy to Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> yeah. in the eighties, not far removed from Mister Universe bodybuilder Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, this is basically his breakout role after Hercules. Um, well, he did he did Hercules. He did Hercules, Hercules which is then, the worst. Then he did uh, Pumping Iron, which is a documentary. Yeah. But it was, Got him noticed. Household names, he, he was cast because of Pumping Iron. Yeah. And uh, he was too big when he was cast because, of course he was. He's Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger. Mm. And basically saying, like, Conan in the books is not supposed to be this, like, titan, this mountainous dude. Yeah. He's big, but he's, like, a lithe kind of sword-wielding. Well, yeah. He like, starts uh, off as a thief and then becomes a mercenary. He's not, like, this bodybuilding dude. He's He's big, but he's not. Yeah, Seven Ar- feet Arnie's muscles do not re- reflect what a real life fighter would be like. Exactly, yeah, because yeah. they're show muscles. Yeah, he yeah, had, they're, to, he they're had to tone it down. Yeah, yeah. It was all that swinging of the sword and the the weird montage in the Ugh, middle of the yes. movie. It was like, 
Ah, uh, yeah, you've lost a bunch of muscle now, so you yeah. look mm. actually fairly normal. <laughs> Relatively. Fairly, yeah. Fairly. <laughs> yeah. Gigantic. Yeah. Which, uh, although quite tame by contemporary standards. Still. I, I spent the entire film, I'm not going to lie, watching his pecs and abs just move <laughs> independently of each other. He just He's going in one way, the pecs are going the other way. <laughs> they have minds of their own, those things. It's incredible. Uh, his slave master then trains him as a gladiator, where Conan's strength leads to a string of victories. He receives training and education in the east and is eventually freed, running out into the wilderness. There he finds an ancient tomb and sword. Conan wanders the world, encountering a very horny witch who tells him what he seeks is in the city of Zamora. She then transforms and tries to kill him. Um, and he throws her in a fire. Mm-hmm. And then she turns into like a ball of light and flies away. Yep. Conan meets and frees Supertai, a thief and archer from Hyrcania. 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 I apologise. Sorry, all you Howard fans. <laughs> all ten Get, get yep. ready for my pitch to have a bunch of proper nouns that <laughs> nobody's going to know how to pronounce. So have Tim and I will... Botch them. Yep. Uh, the pair travel together, eventually reaching Zamora, where, in one of the greatest moments in cinema, Conan drunkenly knocks out a camel with a single punch. Uh... <laughs> it's so good. It punches a camel. Just bonks so, it on the head. So, so yeah. dumb. So they attempt to rob the temple of uh, the Tower of the Serpent, mm-hmm. the stronghold of a snake cult that has overtaken the city, and meet a female thief who is doing the same. She's never given a name, but it's Valeria. It's Valeria. Yeah. yeah. Not. Once throughout the entire film, do they give her a name? And in then the he sub- says it a million times in the second yeah. one. Yeah. In the subtitles, she's just called Blonde. Yeah. Blonde groans. Yeah. Blonde growls. Yeah. I was like, is that, are they describing that as a? Oh, that's a blonde groan. Yeah. That's not. That's not a brunette <laughs> groan. That's a blonde groan. I'm yeah. Like, what? Like, that feels like oh, a they term. literally don't say her name. Yeah. Uh, together, the trio rob the temple, killing a giant snake and escaping with a fortune she's in jewels. Murder that giant snake. Yeah. yeah. It was just chilling. Fuck her to come in. They basically had gotten away, and Conan's like, you know what? I better turn around because Subutai's like, oi, Conan, hurry up, mate. Mm. As, as he does, old Cockney Subutai. Of course. Um, <laughs> comes back and shoots it in the face, and then Conan ha- slowly hacks its head off as is his way. Yeah, Conan yeah. is He it doesn't that, like yeah. snakes. Yeah. I, mean, I don't like he's, snakes. He's like a much angrier version Indiana of Indiana Jones. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, did it have to be incredibly rigid snakes? Yeah. 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 Bad time. Uh, yes. Fortune. <laughs> Fortune in jewels, including the eye of the serpent, which the actually, crystal skull, yeah, yeah, it doesn't turn out to be important <laughs> at it's all. Not, no, no. Uh, newly rich, the trio celebrate, and Conan and Valeria hook up. Mm. The city guards capture them and bring them before King Osric, uh, but he offers to forgive their crime and reward reward them richly if they rescue his daughter, who has become a zealot in Doom's cult. Her name's like Yasmin Xenia, yeah, Yasmina, or Yasmina, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. ridiculous. I, I, played, I just call her the princess. Yeah, but they do in the film as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and King Rick is played by the fantastic Max von Sydow as well. Yeah, always yeah. good. Showing up for like five eight, minutes, eight seconds. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like <laughs> it was insolent. I am very impressed. And it made me realize Max von Sydow has been old. He's forever. Been, he was old when he was in fucking Seventh Seal. Yeah, he's yeah. been like his entire career. He was an old man. Yeah, I can't imagine a young Max von Sydow. Him it's and bizarre. him and uh, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yes, always old. Yes, yep. Uh, Subutai and Valeria decide to take the reward and run, but Conan sets off towards the Mountain of Power, where Doom's Temple of Set is located, because he fucking hates Thulsa Doom, because they and killed snakes, his family. Yeah. And snakes. Two snakes facing each other, yeah. Conan disguises himself as a priest and infiltrates Doom's Legion of Hippies. Real badly. He just takes a little medallion and just like, my pass, yeah. right? And they're like, cool, mate, go in. Yeah. And he just 
walks over all the other cultists. Which for him yeah. is more planning than usually. Yes. You see. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He yeah. usually just goes in. What's the sword yeah. equivalent with guns by sword swinging, guns blazing? Yeah, sword swinging. Yeah. <laughs> goes in sword swinging. Uh, but he is discovered, captured, and torture. Because he's a foot taller and a foot wider than yeah. everyone else <laughs> in the world. Yep. Uh, with Doom eventually crucifying him on the tree of woe. The cool wheel visual. of pain, the tree of woe. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's a cool visual. It is nail the fucking mm. tree. Yeah, it's very um, Odin sort of shit. Mm. Yeah, it's very inspired by, as we touched on. Yes, uh, yeah. like inspiring the Thor comics, but this is all inspired. He talks about going to Valhalla, and Valeria is literally a Valkyrie, as we'll get to yeah. in a moment. And Asgard is a land in the Hyborian Age, and all this kind of stuff. It's mm. it's yeah, mythology, mythology ties in very strongly yeah. with this stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's yeah. hammers and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Lightning God. On the verge of death, he is rescued by Subutai and Valeria, who bring him to Akiro, Wizard of the Mounds. Played, played by, by Mako. Played by Mako. Who's mm-hmm. amazing. Who's awesome. Uh, the wizard summons spirits to heal Conan, but warns there will be a price which Valeria volunteers to pay. He also paints all over him weird symbols and stuff. does. You know? I quite like that bit. Yeah, it's cool. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Valeria and Subutai stop the spirits from taking Conan's body, right, and he is restored to health. You can just fight off ghosts. Yeah, I really like the... Uh, I mean, they're very old-school special effects, but I thought they looked really cool. Yeah, yeah. There, yes. There's some genuinely cool special effects, and yeah, like the... The giant snake and stuff is obviously a real snake for a bunch of it, and then turns into a like an animatronic, it's a bit puppet. Of a puppet thing. Yep. Yeah, there's some really clever use of miniatures as well. The the classic use of miniatures that people used to do back in the day, and weirdly enough, they did for like Harry Potter and stuff like that. Is you have a miniature in the foreground, and then like a cutout of your the set. force perspective, the force start, perspective yes, yeah. thing, and. Arnold and the lads are like a hundred feet over there, yeah. And you've got this miniature right up close to the camera, so it looks like this giant structure that they're heading towards. Mm-hmm. But it's there's nothing in front of them; and it's just mm-hmm. hidden in yeah. front of the camera. It's really well shot mm-hmm. and really well done. Yeah, I think you know, it's classic cinema. Yeah, I think John Milius does a really great job directing it and mm-hmm. making it feel kind of epic and the production design I mentioned earlier is it makes it feel big. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's... not not full on like David Lean shit, but it has scale. Mm. There's a bit in a minute where Falsa Doom turns into a snake. And when you first see it happening, there's this really subtle, like, creepy effect of his, like, jaw jutting yeah. forward. And I was like, what the fuck's going on here? And then the next shot, it's, like, a bit dodgy. And then the third shot, he's just straight up a snake at that point. Just snake, <laughs> It's a yeah. big jump. Do you know how they did that? How did they do they that? They got a mask of James Earl Jones mm. and pushed a real snake through it. Oh, what? Yeah, yep. It's a real snake. I thought it was just that yeah, they they pushed a model through. Yeah, like like the, like the, the same thing they did with like. I, I, I watched the documentary. I think they, I'm pretty London. sure they said it was a real snake. Wow! It literally just it was also it the 80s. That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of real snakes in this film that are fucking not snakes. handled well. Punch and don't if you're worried about animal cruelty. Don't watch don't Conan. Watch no, Conan. <laughs> this does not have the no animals were harmed in the making of this that, picture. No. At the end yeah, of no, that, those camels were definitely getting punched. Yeah, he literally punches a cow. Arnold Schwarzenegger punches a cow. The trio infiltrates the Temple of Set, where the cult is having an orgy, because I said this earlier in the outtakes, yeah. we've covered Suspiria, we've also covered Basic Instinct, I still think this is the horniest film we've covered this it's season. It's a hell of an yeah. orgy, Tim. There's so many tits out everywhere. Season 9, season of the horn. So yes, the cult is having an orgy, uh, and the trio rescue the princess, but Conan is unable to confront Doom, who has transformed into a snake and slithered away. Just goes down a hole. Yep. Yep. Snake snakes do. As the three heroes flee with the princess, Doom uses a magical snake arrow, just gets a snake, straightens it out, he, he uses it like an arrow. Straightens it out. Which feels very Greek mythology. It's yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uses it to kill Valeria, who dies in Conan's arms. Hold me, kiss me. 
Yes. My last breath will be in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. I actually quite like it's really like typical bollocks death acting, mm. but like oh, yeah. let my last breath be into your mouth is like quite a, a poetic kind of epic moment. It's shit, but it's kind of great. I, I, I get it. But it's the kind of romance also known each other where if you think, minutes. yeah, if you think about it for more than five minutes, it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. 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 But in that, it's the kind of thing that Machine Gun Kelly and <laughs> Meg Fox <laughs> say to each other, and yeah. you're like, oh, let me let's put it in your well, mouth. Billy Bob and oh. Angelina Jolie. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, no, no, you, no. Wear a vial no. of your blood around my neck. Oh, you see, that's what that is. It's like a 17 year old is like that's some Frank Frazetta shit right there. Yeah. Beautiful fucking thing in my life. It's it's how it lives my truth. It's like fuck off. <laughs> As a cynical 37-year-old man. Yeah. That is obviously the price that she volunteered to pay earlier in the film. Yes. yes. Dying. The wizard said I must pay a price. He cremates her at the mounds, and he, Subutai, and Akiro prepare for Doom's... Uh, sorry, Akiro prepare for Doom's revenge, with Conan finally praying to Krom, Krom. god of his people. And Krom doesn't do anything. Doom's raiders, led by his lieutenants Thorgrim and Rexor, attack. But thanks to booby traps that they've prepared, the heroes manage to slay most of them. They Rex- just beat them up in a bunch of stones, basically. Yeah. yeah. They make them ride horses between narrow spaces yeah. between stones. Yeah. And then hit them jump, with rocks and jump on them. And stuff. Yeah. I will admit, the, the one where he, like, when the dude hits the helmet and then it triggers a thing. Oh, yeah. And, and then it swings around and a bit. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Rexor, wielding Conan's father's sword, almost kills Conan, but Valeria, now a Valkyrie, appears and prevents a mortal blow. Conan then kills Rexor, breaking his father's sword in the process. Doom attempts to kill the princess with another magic snake arrow, but Subutai blocks the shot with his shield, and Doom flees back to the temple. Conan heads to the temple, along with the princess, who has now been freed from Doom's hypnotic control. Doom is preparing to lead the cult in mass suicide, but is confronted by Conan, who he attempts to mesmerise. Who is your father, Yes, if not me? Like, really cool lines in there. Some, yeah. If mm. they had slightly it, more connection, James yeah. and had met each other for longer than 30 seconds, yeah. it would be like, oh, this is really cool. And James R. Jones' voice and performance makes it feel a lot better He's than selling it is. the hell out. He's of selling him. the fuck out of it. Even with yeah. his terrible hair. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Conan resists and uses his father's broken sword to behead Doom. The cultists disperse, and Conan burns down the temple before returning the princess to King Osric. Without saying a fucking word. Yep. He doesn't talk for the rest of the movie. No. Yeah. Just quietly chops Just... his head off, throws his head down some stairs. Yeah. Quietly walks off. Finds the princess who's just yep. chilling at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. Silently picks her up and fucks off. Like. Yep. Yep. That's Conan. Yep. Swings a fiery cauldron thing around, chucks it up the top of the temple. Yep. Yeah. Burn it down. Yep. It's quite refreshing in a weird way, but also very. It's, bad. it's a very suspiria ending. It Building is. burns down. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Pop in the basement. Yeah. Done. Yep. And it it it's not a eighties Arnie quipathon no, kind of like no no you know I mean, it's before his very things got like big but yeah, yeah exactly yeah there's no like uh i don't know keep your head on your shoulders and then <laughs> chop his head snakes. off snakes why what? did it have to be snakes it's early in my career yeah uh we mentioned he barely talks the music does a lot of the talking oh, as well oh god because um great. basil polidurus's score is magnificent yes mm. agreed. it's very like classic epic kind of lawrence of arabia style mm. There's just shots and nothing. Nobody says a word, but all the music is. There's different light motifs and themes coming in. That that keeps coming back, and then oh, it's in a minor tone, and then the French horns come in and they play it, which shows like it's more brighter and victorious. And there's such yeah. subtlety to the to the soundtrack. It's just amazing. It's the thing where I thought for a long time it was a Jerry Goldsmith. I was like, I was, I was like, but rather than going, oh, it's like, yeah, that makes sense yeah, because. Yeah. 
he did the score for the Hunt for Red October, which for a long time people thought Octobre, the the main theme, was like, is that the Russian national anthem? It's like, no. No. It's like, is it not? <laughs> He's no. just that good. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I checked who did the score for Destroyer because I was like, it, in Destroyer, they just use the Conan theme over and over again. Yeah. No variation. I feel like Basil Poldoris just like took the money and ran for the second one because he Almost does the definitely. score for that one. But it just feel it's just them hitting that same motif again and again and again. There's none of the variation. In a, in a weird comparison, there's a film called The Wolfman. Um, well, the Benicio del Toro one. That one, yeah. yeah. And they did a score with Danny Elfman. It's a really decent yeah. score. He did a, like a suite of three different tracks, and it was like and there was like a load of conflict and difference of opinions and blah blah blah, and scheduling issues and so on and so forth. This is industry shit. And I think they were like, right, shit. <laughs> well, we got this suite. Let's just chop it up and use it over and over and over. I was like, that's yeah. not really a score, though, is it? That's you have a lot of whole bits like and fifteen music. minutes of music. Yeah, <laughs> it's some themes. It's like we'll just keep playing the theme. Then it's like, yeah. oh god. <laughs> so Conan the Destroyer. Two years later, eighty four. Conan and his companion, the coward, cowardly thief Malak. I fucking piece hate, of shit. I hate oh, Malak so much. Terrible. Useless. Comic relief who is never funny. He's yeah. a he's a creep. Not one good he's delivery. A, he's a rapist. He's a thief. He's a coward. Why is Conan hanging out with this dude? He no goes against is. all of Conan's morals. Mm. Yeah. Don't hurt women. Don't no. like steal from the poor and all this kind of he shit. He had a cool yeah. sidekick, and for some reason, that sidekick isn't here anymore. We got yeah. this dick instead. Bring back Jerry Lopez Super Tie. He's yeah. still he's still around. He's still doing stuff. Oh god. Yeah. So Conan and Malik are attacked by guards belonging to Queen Taramis of Shadizar in order to test their fighting skills. Conan punches a horse. Yes, he does. Yes. Uh, impressed, she offers them a quest, which Conan initially refuses, but agrees to when the Queen promises to resurrect Valeria for him. In a weird, she's in a fire hallucination. Yeah. yeah, she does some magic on him. Yeah, I learned this not from a Jedi. <laughs> uh, the duo is to accompany the queen's niece princess jenna who is destined to restore the jeweled horn of dagoth the dreaming god that the queen worships mm. conan and malak are joined by bombata the captain of taramis's guard played by will fucking will chamberlain, fucking chamberlain will one of the best chamberlain. basketball players of all time Insane. the only man who's slept with more women than conan <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah famously slept with like twenty thousand women and is, like, he is never married his character is told her virginity must be intact. Like, yes. <laughs> Don't Wilt. send Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt, Wilt, we know what you like, Wilt. Careful. Yeah. Careful. He is, he is literally a seven foot two basketball player. It's, yeah. It's very much yeah. the let's put Kareem Abdul Jabbar against, against Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. 100%. Like, how do we yeah. make someone who looks intimidating against Arnie yes. Schwarzenegger? He literally makes Arnie look short. Arnie's the same height as me and Matt. He's about six yes. two ish. Yes, yeah. He's not like enormous. But he's so he's wide broad. and he's so presence, broad, yeah. and he's got this presence where Arnie feels like six six or whatever. A lot of professional wrestlers have the same thing as well. Mm, they yes. will exaggerate a professional wrestler's height and weight to make them seem even bigger. Isn't that Vin Diesel similar sort of like? And the Rock he's, is a little taller. Yeah, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel's considerably shorter than the Rock, but they're like, oh yeah, we'll shoot them so they look the same. Yeah, yes. yeah. Because the Rock is legit like six five, <laughs> and Will Chamberlain has a great screen presence. Like, yeah. he's legit good in this oh, film. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the best things about Conan the Destroyer, sure. in my opinion. Bombata, not a great character. No. But like, yeah, I, I like his performance. Yes, so Bombata, captain of Taramis' guard, who has orders to protect Jenna's virginity and kill Conan once he is no longer useful. <sighs> once they brought up the virginity thing, I thought for sure this was going to have what I think of as a Ace Ventura When Nature Calls ending. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, which is where, like... <laughs> 
they get to the end sacrifice. It's like it turns out she's not a virgin anymore, and Conan just kind of goes like smiles to camera or something. Thank God they didn't, yeah, because she's played by Olivia Darbo, who was about fourteen when this was filmed, and is already the film is putting her in some pretty skimpy outfits. God, is she really? Yeah. That's very worrying. She I knew was, she was young. I know she, she was, was that young. Yeah. 15 in 1984, so she would have been 14 or 15 when it was filmed. Fuck okay, well then, sorry, we'll, we're we doing a bit of a, a, a bit of a disservice to <laughs> you there. Bombata, keep yeah. in your pants, mate. Yeah, but they film and dress her yeah. like she's 19. Yeah. That's uncomfortable. Spoiler alert, don't do that in my pitch. Good. Don't cast any over-sexualized 14-year-old. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. The main issue here being, on top of everything else, that this film was trying to be more PG. It was a PG, in fact. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It was something more kid-friendly. No, so mu- much uh, fewer in the way of deaths and still decapitations and things, but it's not as nearly as gory. There's still a, more blood than you would see in a modern PG. That's true. Yeah, definitely. 12A type thing. But there's also, I mean, there's no sex per se, but you see a lot of ass. Yeah. You do. Mostly Grace Jones. Grace Jones. So we're going to yeah. see her, we'll she's coming in soon. Yeah. But, yeah. um, yeah, so the idea of a younger, you know, cast member on there being, you know, hypersexualized and things like, yeah, that feels even weirder in a PG. And that transition to PG is a common thing we've seen in sequelizers many, oh, yeah. many times. Many, yeah. The you illusion you make money. Yeah, yeah, you take the original, make it more family friendly. That opens up to a wider audience, right? And alienates everything anybody liked about the first one. To reach the horn, the group requires the Heart of Araman, a gem owned by the powerful sorcerer Thothamon. Which is one of his famous. Thing, uh, villains, which is not this guy, basically. Uh, so Conan rescues his old friend Akiro, Wizard of the Mounds, Yay. from a tribe of cannibals. Reaching That's a, s- a weird, weird scene. Yeah. Check him on fire. Just stumbles across him while they're trying to eat him. Yep. Out of nowhere. Uh, reaching a city, the group encounters the camel that Conan knocked out in the first film. For fuck's sake. He apologizes to it, but when it spits on him, he knocks it out again. It isn't as good this time. Correct. Yeah, it's dumb. I wonder if it is the same camel as well. Do they no, cast dead. the same camel? It's just dead. <laughs> dead from an he arm killed, punch. He killed that camel. <laughs> he killed that camel. He killed the camel in one punch. Method. In the city, the group spots Zula, a bandit warrior who has mm. been captured. At Jenna's request, Conan frees her and she offers to join their quest, meaning the party is finally large enough for encounters of this challenge rating. Yay! <laughs> the, group, uh, nice. the group travels to the sorcerer's crystalline fortress, but while they rest at night, Thothamon transforms into a ghost pterodactyl and kidnaps a sleeping Jenna. It's a giant the bird fortress... made of smoke or whatever. Yeah, the like, fortress in the effect was a dragon. Yeah. I don't like them. The effects are bollocks. But yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Bollocks, and not just bollocks because it was the 80s. Bollocks because they're shit. Well, they are shit because it's the 80s, but they're extra shit on top of that. Yes. Yeah. In the morning, the group crosses the lake to the fortress, and as they search for Jenna, Conan is separated from the group and has to battle a demon beast in a room of mirrors. Weird. Kind of cool. Yeah, but weird. would look so much better if it took off the satiny red cloak that it's wearing to and disguise just has, itself as yeah. the wizard. It just has like a bloke's nipples. <laughs> it's it's like a big. So for those of you who haven't seen the film, it's a big, almost like fishy monster. It's like black scales mm. and stuff. Yeah, with like spiky teeth. It's got like an ape fish thing. Like, going yeah, on. like a big ape yeah. fishy kind of thing. And almost what we evolved from. Yeah, almost <laughs> like shape of water slash ape sapien webbed hand things uh, and that's, stuff that's like, far too with generous. claws and stuff. It's like and that then, if your mum made it for you when you were in school as a yeah, costume. I, well, it, I wanna, it's not good. It looks like they got one of the, like like a latex Halloween mask, um, a bit like Jack wore for our Halloween live oh, stream. Oh yeah, go check like, that out. Put it on, 
then put something to blend into his shoulders, but then just stopped there. They forgot yeah. the latex for his chest, and it's just a bloke's chest yeah, underneath. Yeah, You're yeah. like, what? Did you forget? It's just this pink. It's weird. Yeah. It's just pink. Never it's covered these out. up. They yeah. are perfect. Yeah. Uh, unable to hurt the creature, Conan realizes that shattering the mirrors injures it, and he breaks some them reason. all, killing Thothamon in the process. Cool this, moment. Yeah. I really like his... You've got to smash one. One mirror's got the friends behind it. One's got the wizard. And he just like somehow javelins a sword perfectly through into the dude's chest. Like, See, I don't yeah. like that scene because I'm like, well, first of all, it's like, oh, you're in one or the other. It's like, well, if you smash one, then you know exactly where he is. And secondly, oh, but the friends behind that one's like, yeah, the one you came through. How confused can you be? He's, he's been he's, spun around a couple of times. Yeah, he's, he's a simple been fighting man. a demon man. Yeah. He's an idiot. I think, it look, of... I think it looks cool. Yeah. No, no, no. It looks cool yeah. and it's a cool concept. And the fact that Conan like can't just stab his way out of it, but then realizes I mean, he does. Yes, I can. Yeah, is pretty good. You can't just swing your oh bollocks! He's smashing the mirrors. <laughs> Stop swinging your sword, Conan. <laughs> yeah, it, there are moments. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, uh, the group retrieve Jenna and the heart of Araman as the fortress starts to collapse and flee back to shore. When I watched this when I was younger, and then rewatched it like a month or so ago, preparing to write my mm. pitch and stuff, I remembered this being a way bigger deal in the film than it is. We're like half an hour into the film at this point. Yeah. He's had like a big boss battle with a wizard guy mm. who's been like peering into a crystal ball the whole time. Yeah. It was very clearly set up as the big boss end guy. And then you're like, oh, he's dead. Anyway, mm. uh, off we go with the princess, I guess. Yeah. Back to the treachery. Yeah. 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 On their way to the ancient temple where the horn is secured, they are ambushed by Taramis's guards, but drive them off. Bombata feigns ignorance about the attack. Mm. This is when he I was thought meant to you were going them. to hurt the to girl. Hurt the princess, yeah. 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 Oh. Bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jenna has developed a crush on Conan, but he ignores her advances and declares his devotion to Valeria. Thank Arnold Christ. is twice her age at this point. At the temple, Jenna uses the heart of Araman to retrieve the horn, while Akiro deciphers engravings, learning that Jenna is to be sacrificed to awaken Dagoth. Priests who guard the temple appear, and the group retreats to the crypt to use a secret entrance there, leading to a shitty magic battle between the head priest and Akira. The yes. worst. Terrible. Th this is, might be the worst magic I've ever seen on screen. I mean, there's no special effects. It's just staring at each other. <laughs> it's and waving your arms. Grimacing. Uh, yeah. When we say there are no special effects, ladies and gentlemen, it's it, as Tim said, it's two dudes staring there, at There each is a other. moment of dry ice. <laughs> this, yes. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's, that's or... Possibly he just took a big puff from a cigarette and then exhaled it. Very likely. Yep. Uh, Bombata leads Jenna through the secret exit but triggers a cave-in, trapping the others. They eventually escape and Conan decides to ride to Shadizar to prevent Jenna from being sacrificed. Returned to her aunt, Jenna is drugged in preparation for the ceremony where Dagoth will be awakened. Conan and his companions sneak into the city thanks to a secret route that Malak knows. His cousin's brother's sister's yeah. best friend knows. He finally does one useful oh, thing. But he does it in a really annoying way. He yes. does, yeah. And he tells that joke again, like, ten seconds later. Yeah. Oh, my cousin's in... brother's sister's best that, friend didn't That say is about more them. delivery than the actual character has. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, yeah. He's, the, the, I was Morty from Rick and Morty. It's <laughs> so flat. It's like, oh, I'm on the set. Is, he's, it, he's is that it? He's the worst. I can't terrible. remember the, the actor's name, but he's he's a character actor who's been in like hundreds of things. Tracy Morgan. <laughs> Morgan. Tracy oh, Chapman. That would be amazing if it was Tracy Morgan. Hold on. It is. 
Tracy Walter. Tracy yeah, Walter. he's been in so many. Th- if you if you see Fucking him, you'll terrible. probably his Wikipedia him. opens with he has appeared in over a hundred films and television series. Yeah, as an actor in one of them. He's like he's not famous for anything, but you've seen him in something. Yeah. He's one of those character actors. Yeah. Uh, so they get in, and Conan confronts Bombarda while the others head to save Jenna. As the Grand Vizier is about to sacrifice Jenna, Zula kills him with her spear, and the Awakening Dagoth transforms into a Lovecraftian swamp demon. Played by an uncredited Andre, Andre the, the Giant. Giant. Yeah, Wrestler find the, credit. There I we go. Mad, I mean, not mad really, because you know he's a big boy at the time. He's a, he wasn't a big boy at the time. He was always a big boy. <laughs> no, 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 sorry, yes, that's the time. His name is Andre yeah. the Giant. Yeah, sorry. I, well, I mean, it was more the fact that it's a Power Rangers suit, Matthew. What, what, yeah, what I hate this costume. Yeah, it's terrible. It's awful. He doesn't really attack anybody. He no. just kind of goes like Power Rangers villains. Yeah, and the thing is. It's lit swinging. terribly as well. Mm. So oh, yeah. there's a way you could shoot this that it could be quite threatening and monstrous and, you know, terrifying. But instead, it's just a fucking Conan trash just monster. chops the motherfucker up anyway. Yeah, like, that's true. How do you solve a god? I hit it with a sword, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Bosh it up. Yeah. Uh, it kills Taramis and fights the others, summoning lightning to destroy the temple. It impales her awkwardly on its horn. Yeah. Despite it having a mouth and claws. Yeah. It's horns where its power is, Jack. Yeah. Yeah, don't. It's shout it out. Don't shove. Yeah. Akaro tells Conan that the creature's power lies in its horn. There you go. There we go. Uh, so the barbarian rips it out. It takes weirdly a long time. It's a weirdly graphic ripping out of the horn. It's quite kind of doesn't. Yeah. It could just be like biting him or anything. Yeah. And it's just kind of stood there while Arnie it is wants just to die. on Andre the giant's shoulders, just like, yeah. And uh, the only man who could carry, on, to carry Conan yeah. around. Uh, so it weakens it enough that Conan can then kill it. Afterwards, the newly crowned Queen Jenna offers each of her companions a place in her new court. Oh, it's Where very she crowned queen. I don't know. It's very Wizard of Oz. It's really Wizard of Oz. You've nailed it, Matt. Well, uh, we had the Emerald Palace earlier as well. I thought yeah. Uh, Zula will be the new captain of the guard. Akiro, the queen's advisor. Weird. And Malak, the court jester. Fuck off. Fuck right off. And he proves it by stumbling up the steps and says, uh, Do you think I'm qualified? I was like, Fuck. Uh, He's no, you! no you're not. You're not funny. the worst, dude. Uh, Jenna offers Conan marriage and the opportunity to rule the kingdom with her, but he declines and departs to find further adventure I, and forge. I do like that bit. He's like, no. He yeah. just leaves. <laughs> Literally just says, no, and leaves. Yeah. Doesn't say like, I'm sorry, princess. I can't blah, blah, blah. I am of the road. Just says no and walks the fuck yeah. out. And then, have you finished him? Uh, just say, departs to find further adventure and forge his own kingdom. Then the same ending as the first film. Still sitting down on the throne. It's the same shot. It's just him sat on the throne, fist on his chin, and then the story. Yeah, this because to- you know you're going to be- get Conan this- Seven. You'll finally get the to see what's The story will be told or whatever. Ain't going to be. It's just a. It's the exact same ending as the first one. It makes no fucking sense. I'm going to say something that you two are going to hate. Oh, fucking hell, You Tim. don't pre- prefer Destroyer to Barbarian, do you, Tim? I kind of do. Oh. Tim! And this, uh, this is not nostalgia talking. No, because you, you're fresh to it. You're fresh to it. If I'd have, wa- it is an adventure romp. I do understand but why it you would enjoy Malik it. in it. If I'd a have sexualized fourteen-year-old. Yeah. If I'd have watched it when I was thirteen, I would have thought it was the dopest shit ever. That's I did. Yeah. But you're not, and I'm not, <laughs> so it's not. I I think I just horny found- Tim must rescind rescind his crown. <laughs> He's like this one. Like, what you, pre- you prefer the one that isn't horny? Yeah. Get out, Tim. <laughs> the one, my choice is the one with fewer orgies, please. 
you're not horny Tim. I, I do, you're not the horny Tim I fell in love with. <laughs> I do genuinely understand where Tim's coming from because again, as a it's standard fantasy fun, adventure, rom- there, yeah, and I it's guess. pitching to a different crowd. Yeah, it's less miserable. Mm. Um, yeah. So, but then also, quintessentially with regards to, and again, as a subject, I don't give a fuck about the canon. So it's like that's more in line with Conan. But then it's also like, but if you wanted to do this version, I do see where you're coming from. I think. I think the thing is, is that because like. Jack says, I think there's there's elements of it that are very Conan. It's it's also episodic, you know, they oh we go and fight the wizard and the thing collapses. Like uh, okay, there's another felt, wizard, yeah. here's another snake equivalent, or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. Um but I think the character of Conan doesn't doesn't seem like he's very true to the Conan books. It's just the structure of it that feels sure like it's probably accurate. Yeah, you you're weirdly not alone for preferring destroyer. A lot of people do. Mm. Because it feels more like one of his romps, basically. Yeah. He's just mm. hanging around saving princesses, collecting gemstones and doing all that bollocks, basically. I, th- I think that the main thing that I felt when thinking about the both of them is that I didn't... F- like, obviously, there's a lot of tits in it. Um, but I felt like the action uh, and the, the, the bloodiness of the first one wasn't really used to any great effect. Like, I was never... Imp- I know it's it's partially because it's Arnie and he's not built to actually have sword fights. He's built to lift a heavy thing and then pose. Yes. Um, and well, so as I, we learn in the second one, the sword is very heavy. Yes. Because Jenna tries to pick it up. Yeah. She drops it. Put over your head. It's Oof. like all the... Oh, we, oh, drunk, I forgot, drunk Conan is the worst. Yeah. At which point uh, he isn't killed. It's like, that would be a good point to kill him. Yeah. yeah. Bombarda could just be like, splat. Yeah. He knocks himself out on Bombarda's chest. Yes. Yeah. Walks into him. And, oh, yeah. God. Yeah, that bit's painful. Oh, that, um, that's the appeal to the kids silly bollocks yeah there's a lot of bad bits in it um and and all of the kind of dungeons and dragons puzzles that they face are solved by lifting the heavy thing <laughs> yeah it's lift the, the heavy you, thing lift the, oh well, there's you a door we can't get past you mentioned the hawkman thing like yeah, you know, how do i solve this problem yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. use my two skills yes yeah. lift and kill yeah uh because you can't yeah. use the third one which is fuck <laughs> <laughs> Um, when you take when you take that away from Conan and make him PG, all he can do is lift and kill. Yeah, and killing him even then is a bit like yeah, swing a sword around a bit. Yeah, yeah, I think sending serpent men into another dimension, right? (laughs) (laughs) Spoilers for my pitch. Yeah, so I I I can take a step back and realize that that Barbarian is is a better film. It looks so much better. Yes, it's it's visually it's visually it's it's worlds apart. Yes. Yes, but um, I can't. I you can't think it's as bad that. as? I don't think it's as bad, and I also like. I just I had fun watching Destroyer. First one is pretty dour. That's it's I think pretty, that's the thing. Yeah, again, it's that it takes mindset of quite putting, seriously. Yeah, it's the mindset of putting an arc and a story on a Conan thing is what the first one's about. It's why a lot of Conan fans like the second film. Partly, some of them do because it's like, nope, just drop him straight in. Things are already happening. They've been, you know, they they've already gone. Yeah. They, they've had an adventure, and this one's about to start now. It's all part of it. It never ends for Conan, that yeah. sort of thing. And he's on to the next one before you know it. And some people really love that. Rather than like, here's the origin of him as a child. Here's, you know, it's, it's like more of a structured story. And some people are like, mm, this isn't really my Conan. Yeah. Um. So I do. Again, I see where you're coming from. I personally, as I say, I think the first one is fine. I think the second one is less good. But I don't think Agreed. either of them are great. Agreed. Mm. Which yeah, is going to piss think, off a lot of people. I think that's the other thing, is that it was my first time watching Conan, and it wasn't as good as the hype around it yep. that I'd led, mm. been led to expect. Fair. 
I think I was a little underwhelmed by the first one, and then the second one, I was like, "Oh, this oh, is this more fun." Yeah. yeah. Do we uh, fix Tim's favorite Conan movie? <laughs> let's let's do it, boys. If you're looking for ways to skip the trip to the post office and dodge all that hectic holiday shopping traffic, because it's been busy recently, and everybody's doing their Christmas shopping and stuff, why not try and save time and money with Stamps.com? Stamps.com lets you compare rates, print labels, and access exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS services all year long. To be honest, it just makes sense. Post office is going to get super, super busy this time of year, and you can skip all the queues, especially if you're shipping out stuff, you're a small business like we are, for example, who sells merchandise on your website. If you're selling through eBay or Etsy or something like that, and you don't have time to go down to the post office, you don't have time to stand in queues all day on your lunch break or something like that during your day job. I've been there. I've done that for sequelizers. We've all done that for sequelizers before. You can skip the lines. You can get straight to some excellent deals and discounts on postage by going to stamps.com. You can sign up with a promo code POD for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code POD, which is P-O-D. We are also sponsored by Audible this week, and you can go to audibletrial.com slash sequel and get a free trial and a free audiobook, courtesy of your boys at Sequelizers. Unsurprisingly, I'm going to recommend Robert E. Howard's Conan the Sumerian. Holy shit. The collected Weird Tales Omnibus Chronicles thing, which clocks in at a hefty 35 hours and 6 minutes. That's right, 35 hours of Conan the Barbarian deliciousness. That's a lot of dudes getting murdered. That's a lot of dudes getting murdered. I'm good. I I hinted at them. If, If the lovely patrons, you will hear this in the outtakes, I talked about a lot of the collected stories in a book I have called yes. The Complete Chronicles of Conan. It's essentially that in audio form and it's long as hell, very well read and yeah, comes recommended from me. I have listened to this book myself personally. Is, oh. it, is it anyone famous reading it? Uh, no. It, he's really good though. Uh, Finn, Finn J.D. John. He's done the Tarzan stuff. He's done Lovecraft stuff. I first heard him on Lovecraft stuff. Mm. He also oh. does the John Carter trilogy as well. Oh, He's wow. kind of like the go-to guy for the early 20th 30s century pulp. 30s yeah. pulp literature okay. stuff. So all the like complete Lovecraft omnibus, the John Carter trilogy, which mm. is like 20 hours long, all that kind of stuff is all this guy. And he does a really good job of like bringing kind of a modern pronunciations and stuff like that. It's very consistent. He does character voices for different characters and stuff. Uh, it's not too racist, which is lovely. <laughs> um, and uh, I believe with this one, I downloaded this well before the time, but now you get a PDF like companion piece alongside this when you download it on Audible. Do you get a map? Ooh. I don't know. Maybe you get I a map. I hope you get a map. I hope you get a map. Well, if you'd like to find out if you get a map, go to audibletrial.com slash sequel and download Robert E. Howard's Conan the Sumerian, The Complete Weird Tales Omnibus. For 35 hours of free entertainment. You're welcome, listeners. So, let's talk about some rotten tomatoes, shall we? Should we venture over to the tomatometer? By crumb, these tomatoes are rotten. The chromometer? <laughs> the tumchrometer? The tachrometer. Let's go for the tumchrometer. Rotten. Okay, moving on. Rotten chromatoes. There we go. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Um, For for those of you who don't, that's a portmanteau, thank you very much. No, it's horrifying (laughs) is what it is. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, Rotten Tomatoes has a 
peculiar way of scoring things, yes. is the percentage of positive reviews from critics and from the audience. Certain critics, sometimes it goes wrong. Sometimes they assign the wrong review to the wrong film. We've encountered that multiple times on this show already. Yes, yep. And of course, these are the dates and details as of the time of recording. And basically that percentage is the positive review, which is 6 out of 10, 60%, 3 out of 5, however we want to word that thing as an equivalence. Your tomatometer can go up as well as down. <laughs> Thank you very much. Nice. Quoting my own plum ads from <laughs> earlier on in the season. <laughs> so should we start with 1982's Conan the Motherfucking Barbarian? Uh, to give its full title. Uh, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Matthew, you look puzzled, confused. I feel, I feel uh, like a lot of this is going to come down to whether it's whether you like this shit or contemporary not. reviews or retrospective reviews. I'll give you a clue. Reviews. It's 38 reviews oh, for the 1982. Many. Of course, we will then get on to 1984's, which has 24 reviews. Oh. And then finally, we're doing it. The 2011 remake starring <laughs> one Jason, That's be a lot of reviews, though. Jason Momoa. 152 reviews. But let's start 1982. Tomatometer. I think it's going to be mostly reviews at the time. I think they're mostly going to be bad on all of them. It's, it's Conan the Barbarian is almost the definition of a cult film. Yeah. And I think... Yeah. Very much for a niche <laughs> audience. I think it shouldn't be understated uh, the importance of films like this in a pre-internet pornography age. Yes. Uh, where so many people have fond memories of them because, off. because they had boobs in. Yeah, and you couldn't just... It's your access to pornography, because yeah. there's quite a bit of it. I'll give you a clue, gentlemen. Uh, okay. Our pal, Roger Ebert, gave it a positive review. Yeah, and would. said, here's the quote, Not since Bambi's mother was killed has there been a cannier movie for kids than Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> for Jesus <laughs> Christ. Thanks, Ebert. As always. Roger provide... Ebert, who used to work with Russ Meyer. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> right, okay, let's get out with this. I think 65%. 65 from Matthew. I think some people will say, eh. I think it's going to be worse than that. Oh. I'm going to say 54%. Interesting. Interesting. Could be right there. We'll then move on to 1984's Conan the Destroyer. Classic example of a, of a R-rated movie being made more for kids. Even if it's a, better or worse is irrelevant, it's not for me. So I'd say 20%. Okay. Tim? I don't think it's going to drop that much because I think it I think people would just say it's more of it's the same. It's the same thing, yeah. Mm. So I'm going to say like 38%. Okay, 38%. Then all the way over to 2011. What do we reckon? I mean, oh, we haven't really shit. touched on this one, but it's no, bad. It's, it's crap. It's real crap. Really bad. Didn't understand a lot of things. Visually, it tried to do something interesting, but it ended up being a sandy nonsense. Mm. I hate it. I don't like Conan. They get it <laughs> wrong in the movie info. The powerful Sumerian warrior Conan carves a bloody path across the land of Hyboria, incorrect, <laughs> on a personal vendetta that soon turns into an epic, incorrect again, battle against evil for Conan's mortal enemy, Kalazim, played by Stephen Lang, seeks the legendary mask of Acheron. The artifact will enable Kalazim to raise... And it ends there. <laughs> I refuse to read uh, okay. anymore. Anyway. It wouldn't surprise me if they call it Hyporia as a nation in the in that film. They do. Yeah. They do. They get it wrong. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, fuck it. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say, um, I mean, I probably was going to say 60% again, but I don't think that's true. I think it probably is. No, fuck it. Fuck it. Let's, let's say enough people said, oh, it was a good old romp. It was very different. It's 60. Fuck it. 60 for Matthew. Dead on Tim. 50. 
dead on 50. I think both of us are being far too generous there. You're both being far, far too generous. Yeah, it's more like 20, <laughs> far isn't it? Far too generous. <laughs> uh, we'll go back to the first one, of course, 1982. Matt, you are 1% off. Oh, really? Ooh. 66% on the chromometer. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and fuck you. The audience, <laughs> the audience score slightly higher at 74%. That doesn't See, surprise me. Big fans, they yeah. don't like that much. Mm. Uh, we drop way down for... Matt, you were closer once again. 25% Whoa, for the Destroyer shit. with an audience score of 38, which was your guess, Tim. Oh, wow. So you nice. nailed the audience score there. Mm. And you are... Clearly, I am the demographic for Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> there you go, yeah, yeah. And you are twice too high. This is another 25% on the chromometer for Conan the Barbarian I mean, 2011. Okay, yeah. Probably with not. an audience score of 30%. So Matt, you guessed two. Tim, you guessed one correctly. Yeah, two to one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, mm. interesting numbers because again, it's like this, this isn't. A, it's a beloved franchise for certain people who will tell you why it's really important and really mm. cool, and then you just respond with, "Yeah, it's nice." Yeah. <laughs> a review here that sums it up quite nicely. Yeah. Which Ma- which one is this for? This is for the remake, All of the okay. 2011 remake. Marcus Nispel takes on John Millis's epic testosterone orgy and provides gallons upon gallons of CGI gore and Frank Frazetta-esque backgrounds, but precious little of the humanity, yes, I said humanity, of the 1982 Schwarzenegger original. Mm. I mean, that he, he sounds somehow, about right. He's somehow less of a character in this one, in a bad way. Yeah. But yeah. The remake is fucking terrible. I don't like Destroyer very much. No. I quite like Conan Barbarian. I love Conan. I love Conan the Adventurer. <laughs> yeah, we know. So my sequel comes out in 1992. It is an animated <laughs> it's a TV, series. <laughs> it's a TV series. And he sends snakes back to their dimensional home. Wow. <laughs> well, we haven't Spoiler done that yet. That's a bit unique. Um, you're speaking of which, yeah. So Jack, you are the one who's fixing this. I am. I am. Conan um, Scholar. Yeah. yeah you know, I know I almost, well, no, as, we, as we mentioned this whole thing, we go in blind. I know nothing. The only thing, there are two ways you can take this in my mindset. Mm. You either just force the studio to fuck off and do another franchise of Conan, another installment, another adventure in 1984 that's darker and more in line with what the thing is. Or you do what everyone in, let's face it, 2020 probably wants and wanted, which is old man King Conan. Which has been in production for... 10 years at this point? Exactly, yeah. Probably more than that. Well, it's been in production for longer than that, but it has been like officially confirmed Mm. for like a decade at this point. Mm. And that is why the remake ended up getting made because something had to get made. Yes. Mm. They were like, we need to make a Conan thing, but we can't get this King Conan thing to work, Mm. which was the working title. It's the one thing people want. Conan Mm. the Conqueror, King Conan was kind of the working title Mm. there. I read, funnily enough, I was reading up about it like, did that actually ever get a script? Can I find a script for this anywhere? Mm. Like, I'm intrigued. Mm. Like, did this ever get any further than production? Nothing. Just fucking nothing. There are articles from, like, nerd blogs that are like, confirmed, King Conan. (laughs) Well, yeah. This was in 2016. It was like, scheduled to come out in the distant future. I know it feels like the distant future now, in brackets, that kind of writer, Mm. of 2018. I'm like, it's 2021, mate. There's no sign (laughs) of King Conan anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. And and and, and uh, Arnie's getting on quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, Arnie's I mean, in his seventies now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we we talk about like Conan being his breakout role. Like, it's worth remembering the other film he had come out in nineteen eighty four. It's fucking Terminator. Yeah. Other fucking Terminator. The Terminator was delayed because of fucking Conan the Barbarian. Uh, yeah, but Conan how the is Destroyer. he in the Destroyer and Terminator in the same fucking yeah. year? That's he, mental. He was like, oh, I've got to work on this film. I was like, well, you can do this first. It's like, okay, fine, I'll do this first. Yeah. It's like, and, and and it's like, it's so surreal to think of it because. He feels more established as the Arnie we kind of know in Destroyer. 
Whereas the Terminator feels like an entirely different person because Cameron's yeah. directing and acting. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think <laughs> that once he was comfortable with English, that Schwarzenegger's natural. Yeah. <laughs> I pulled yeah, a frowny just... face, listeners. Is it good? He's comfortable. Yeah, 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 yeah. His natural inclination was to do more family friendly stuff. Yes. Because the speed it's not, it's with which not a tumor, he, et cetera. Yeah, the yeah. speed with which he's doing like Kindergarten Cop and yeah. Jingle All the Way is actually when you look at it written down, it's like, oh wow, he only like spent back to back. Like mm. he only spent about eight years as like a mature action hero. And then he did a lot longer being like, I'm a friendly, you know, big He was man. he's been more a hero than he has been a bad guy. Mm. Either people are like, Oh yeah, I need to keep bad guys like mm. in how many films? Terminator 1. Because by ni- the, like, yeah. 1992, with um, Terminator 2, he's already doing that, like, I'm going to redeem myself and I'm going to be a, yes. a good, you know... I'm the hero. Yeah, yeah. I don't kill yeah. anyone anymore kind of thing. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's, it's I'm a big action star, but I, I'm, I'm eating ice cream with this kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. Yeah, and I think you do need you need directors who are willing to go, like, no, you actually have to play a role here. You actually have to... Mm. Like, there's no winking at the camera. There's no, you know, uh, playing it safe. Arnie... Gets a lot of shit for doing shit because he's shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But tell us how you feel. Things Matt. like End of Days, I feel like he's actually acting. I know it's not a great film, but mm-hmm. I enjoy that movie. I think he's, he's, he's good decent in, it. in Total Recall as well. Y- yeah, Total Recall. I like example. Total Recall yeah. a lot. Which yeah. is 91, I want to say, 1990. Yeah, yeah around that sort of year. Incidentally, I've got the track there. So I could see you take this one of two ways. Mm. Now, if you've done something entirely separate and different, my apologies, but yeah. What, what... I haven't. I've gone in one of those directions. Okay, brilliant. Fascinating. Fascinating, yeah. Would you like, would you like the big reveal, ladies and gentlemen? Let's, let's what have it. you done? 2012, King Conan. Fucking love it. Nice. <laughs> Bre- 30 years later from the first one. Yeah. To, how, to, to the year. How long is he out of office as governor of New York, uh, of California at that point? This year. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I checked that, too. Yeah. From, I think it's like 2006, 2012 or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I double checked that. I was like, oh, mm, no, no, yeah, yeah. can he can he do a film while he's governor? I guess so. He did um, like cameos and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah. I think that's great, and I think that's the thing. That's what people want. That's yeah. what people have wanted yeah. for a long time. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, same. <laughs> I don't give a shit about Conan, but I want to see that. Yeah, I don't know why, but I do because it's the final shot of both of the films. Yeah, but they never explain it's the unfulfilled promise. Yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, very much so. They've te- they've. Tickled the balls, but yeah, never, if never we given didn't do the, this, the we'd do like a sequel we'd like to see. It'd be a fucking Conan. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Jack, how are you doing this? I have two directors in mind. Okay. Not, no, no, not as a co director. No, 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 no. I, you, I had you two alternates. Yeah. I had two ideas that I kind of bounced back and forth, and I've settled on one of them. Right. I will see what you guys think by the end of the pitch and see if this works. And one of them is like a bear in mind we're in the sequelizers universe here, so the timeline is different. Okay, that's a thing to factor in as well. The person I've actually chosen is Peter Jackson. Okay, following okay. up from Tim's Mortal Kombat trilogy. <laughs> oh, we're staying within that. The sequelizers <laughs> timeline. We're in the sequelizers timeline. Mm. So, does he then go on to do Lord of the Rings? Hopefully, yes, maybe. <laughs> I Who mean, knows? Technically, and then he doesn't not... do the Hobbit because that's 2012. I gonna, yeah, I was going to say in Fuck this universe, the Hobbit does, movies. Sorry, in our universe, he'd be substituting Conan instead of the Hobbit. Yes. Fuck it. That's fine. That's with fine. Because he could do that rather than Hobbit, and then Hobbit could be Guillermo del Toro or nobody. That would be lovely. Who cares? But Guillermo del Toro has is just finishing my thing uh, prequel. <laughs> oh man, you're going to so... go too deep with this. It's going to get so we're woven wo- <laughs> a complex web. You know how I do all the timeline research? Yes. I have the sequel as a timeline. Because of our timeline, timeline as well. Yeah, our Fuck timeline. Me, as well. Um, the other person I had in mind, and I was like, mm, yes. no, Ridley Scott. 
Ridley Scott could be Big, very interesting. Big, epic, epic fucking epic fantasy. Yeah. Are you stopping him doing Prometheus? Uh, I would love to, but <laughs> Tim's already done that in our timeline. <laughs> Ignore the sequel as a timeline. Uh, that is yeah. too much of a yes, mindfuck. Yes, I would. I don't like Prometheus. Um, yeah. I, but, actually, yeah. Scott's a very interesting choice. Yeah, yeah. so they, they were the two people I bounced back and forth. I mean, no, no, he, no, no, he I... loves his swords and sandals, so it's only a little pivot to go swords and sorcery. And he did Legend. So This is two years before... Exodus, Gods and Kings, whatever the yeah. fuck that film is. It's a big. I don't mess. know which I prefer. I think. Find, find out at the end of the pitch, I guess. That's a very what kind point. of tone yes. I've gone yeah, for. Yeah, very valid point. Stuff. I'll I, tell you what yeah. my leaning beforehand. I, okay, I have a question yeah. to mm. start with. How many Jesus analogies are there? <laughs> Tons, Tim. That's why I picked Peter Jackson. Are you picturing this being a 18 slash R? Uh, yes. At least Ooh. a 15. Aiming. Well, Americans don't have that. They've only got R or not. Uh, well, I'm not I think American. Their, their R is the equivalent to R15, really. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 And R, M yeah. is an 18. Yes. So yes, it would be R-rated for sure. Yeah. At least R-rated. Yeah. There's like 15 orgies. Get ready. <laughs> Primed. Ret- returning cast, Conan, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. You Gov- get nothing Governor that, of California, yeah, yeah, etc. Yeah. Um, Akiro. Voice only, because Mako passed away by this yeah. time. He's been dead for a few years. He has, yeah. Basically have some quotes from the first film resonating, all that kind of stuff, as you do. He's the storyteller from the first one, so there's some like continuity there as well. And I'm bringing back uh, not the guy playing Malik, because Malik <laughs> can fuck off. Fuck that noise. Uh, I'm bringing back Subatai, played by Jerry Lopez. Oh, wow. Is he wow. still going and stuff? He is still alive. He is still acting. Not in much. No. He's not in my pitch very much, but he's there. He's a returning it's a cast. Nod. It's I continuity. It. It's a nod to be like, oh, it's a return. That's cool. Here's where we get into it. New cast is quite long. I say quite long. Yeah, it's kind There's of like long. eight, nine characters extra yeah. here. So uh, I'll start with Queen Zenobia, who I mentioned previously. Mm-hmm. It's his queen, the queen to King Conan, yes. if you will. Lucy Lawless. Dina is my queen. Oh. Interesting. I can see that working. I can see that being Spartacus a... around this time. That TV yes, series. Yes, yeah, she's yeah, literally yeah. in Spartacus the yeah. year before. I think mm. she. She's like, she's both got nerd cred mm-hmm. and like genuine chops. Like mm-hmm. usually, laws can yeah. act. Yeah, I agree. Um, she's Xena. It's, yeah, it's Conan oh, marrying Xena. No, like, I, I, more do I, I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. For their son, Con, which is Conan without the A. That's an, that's an official canon thing. Uh, okay. okay. I don't like it, but it's official. So mm-hmm. I stuck with it. Sure. Um, here's my connection to Shanghai Knights, everybody. Oh, it's our see. little cockney buddy, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm. So this is... Ju- mm. This is between kick-ass, between movies, kick-ass movies. Just before Godzilla as well, obviously. And he gets hench fast. Mm. That's my plan. This is his glow up. I'm, ex- <laughs> I'm accelerating the... This is his Aaron- beef up. This is his beef up. I'm accelerating the Taylor Johnson beef, mm. if you will. Even as a vegetarian, I'm accelerating that beef. I can see him as being a kid of them as well. And again, Arnie is too big to swing a sword. You need to be muscular, but not too Mm. muscular. Yeah. So he can get ripped, but not too ripped. Yeah, I can can see it. It depends on, uh, again, will depend on the I can see it because the little boy version. The little cockney boy (laughs) from Shanghai Nights. Feels about right, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the the boy in Conan, the barbarian. Yes, the kind of barbarian, younger Conan, yeah. Young Conan in the first barbarian, yeah. Yes. The other person that Emma suggested, and I was like, hmm. Basically, she went, well, who's hench enough? And I was like, oh. In 2012. Yeah. She suggested Zac Efron. And I was no. like, hold on, no. mate. No. He's too sexy. God, we, we He's too pretty. With Emma. He's too pretty. <laughs> I know. She's had some questionable casting decisions in some of my pitches before. Yeah. She, 
I, I don't want to insult her, but Emma represents someone in the studio, and you're like, ah, <laughs> uh, it's a good, it's an interesting idea. Executive producer Emma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's how you end up like, how did Zac Efron end up in this fucking role? Look, the, the producers just had oh, there was this... a horny producer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, that's, that's unfortunately how it tends to work. How yeah, Zac Efron gets cast and stuff. Yeah. He's fine. Anyway, I went with Aaron Taylor Johnson against I, my fiance's best yeah. wishes. Um, playing Kulan Gath, which will be nice. One of the, uh, again, an actual mm. Conan villain. Yeah, Alan Rickman. So towards Deathly Hallows era and all that kind of yes, stuff. Yes, of course, of course. Arnie coming out of office and sort of holding off of that and not knowing that Rickman's going to die. I think it's doable, Jack. I can see it. Uh, he dies in 2016. I've got a couple of years. Oh, yeah, fine. of course. That's okay. fine. Oh, yeah, fine. We're safe. Yeah, We're safe. that's perfectly fine. Of course, because he died the same year as Bowie. Yes. 2016, did. the year everything went wrong. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, Alan Rickman dies a few years later. Well, then you're fine. But yeah. he doesn't act much. He does a couple of bits no, and pieces. Because he is ill. He, mm. he it, In the same way that David Bowie wouldn't commit to being in Hannibal's third Correct. season. And he's mm. like, why? Oh, I just, I'm kind of busy right now. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, exactly. Fighting cancer. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I get it, I get it. I think that's, that's, that's a good, interesting idea. Uh, playing Razal Gulath. Also, <laughs> real Conan bad guy names. Liam Neeson. Almost, wow. all of, almost all of these names are based on real Conan oh, I, characters. I, I, did, I just believe it. didn't realise that Batman, like, totally... Rachel Dahl. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he did. Raz Al Ghul, uh, pretty much. Yeah. Um, ben Mendelsohn. Oh, I love, I love, some, I love Mendo. some Benny Mendy. I love some yeah. Bendo Mendo. He's, yeah. he's my boy. I've been wanting to cast him in something for ages. Yeah. And I had his voice kind of thinking kind of Rogue One-ish, kind of like, because I... He's kind of like creepy, unnerving performances. Yes. Um, Krennic. Krennic, thank you. Yes, Krennic. Krennic's a good Conan style name as well. <laughs> Krennic, Krennic, is Krennic a good the Conqueror works better than Krull or Cull yes. or anything I, like I, that. See, I feel like Krennic is like a thief. Yeah, Krennic works mm. better than Malik. Yeah. Um, playing the role of Kenji. Shout out to you here, Matthew. Oh, hello. Hiroyuki Sanada. Yes. <laughs> love, love him. Love My him. My boy. He's, he's brilliant. Um, right. Here's an interesting one for you. He's not playing Conan. He's playing Volmana, Jason Momoa. I thought you were going to say fucking Kevin Sorbo. I was really worried. <laughs> you can, I am never casting Kevin yeah. Sorbo or any of the other Kevins, for that matter, in my pitches. Jason Momoa, 2012. So the remake never happened in my no, universe. Yeah. You can no, of course not. Of course not. Because they're busy making this I, movie. Again, I don't mind Momoa. I think he's fine. I think yeah. he can work in the right role. He's so. not the main... Spoiler alert. He's not the main character, so... Yeah. He's not a soulless husk Giving of a man. Giving him some Duncan Idaho energy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I have. I may have watched Dune for the second time recently. Yeah. Great. Uh, ready for some wrestlers? Uh, yeah, of course <laughs> I am. And, also, and, and then one Amazing. Fitting. But 2012, what kind of wrestlers are we going to get? Mm, mm. Uh, I'm... Currently contracted WWE superstars is what I've gone with. Okay. Playing Borak Shurak, a seven foot tall murderous dude wearing a mask. Yeah. Who might that be, Matthew? Uh, Glenn Jacobs. Correct. Glenn Jacobs, the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee. Fuck's sake. AKA, that's gotta be Kane, the Undertaker's <laughs> brother, Kane. One of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah. One of my favorite wrestlers when I was growing up as well. Absolutely mm. love. And then he went all weird and wore a suit and But stuff of course. And, yeah. I'll save the best for last. Uh, sure. Uh, playing Baltior with a P in there, like pterodactyl. <laughs> Baltior. Yeah. Uh, Mark Henry. Oh, former big world's old... strongest man. Yeah. What was his thing, Mister? Sexual world's chocolate. Strongest man. Sexual, sexual uh, chocolate. Yes, yeah. Sexual. He was sexual chocolate for a while. He was. Sounds like we're being racist. That's the wrestling being racist yes. for the record. That's the industry. He's an enormous. He's not that tall, but he's, he's as fat. he's as wide as he is tall, mm. and a legit former world's strongest man. Yes. Yeah. Not like wrestling bullshit. 
but legit he is terrifying yeah. and gigantic and incredibly strong mm. and i believe he's about to go on the run of his career when he does his turn as a heel against john cena and becomes world champion and stuff. So, yeah uh playing belit is elizabeth kachansky i don't know how to pronounce her surname who might this wrestler be elizabeth kachansky her first name in wrestling is beth if that helps but Be- oh beth um the glamazon as she's known i fucking know this name yeah I, my brain's gone blank yeah it's beth phoenix there we go who uh, as the the star of Money Plane, Edge <laughs> is her husband in That's, real life. Yes, she's Beth. She's Fucking Elizabeth Copeland in real life, but she's not married to him yet. That Money Plane, years, blah blah blah. O- always comes back to Money Plane. How if has Money Plane got so many mentions in this fucking show? Because I'm on this show and I watch Money Plane. <laughs> <laughs> the goddamn Money Plane. You want to mention on the show Money Plane? You want to see a man punch a camel? <laughs> Money Plane. Money Plane. <laughs> that, that's the one, Tim. That's the one. And last. Again, another little shout out for you, Matthew. I cast you, cast your boy. I love it. I'm going a bit Irish this time. Oh, Seamus. Cormac Fitzjeffrey, played by Stephen Farelli, aka Seamus, the, yeah. Cel- <laughs> the Celtic warrior. Cormac Fitzjeffrey, aka Bebop or Rocksteady. and or Rocksteady, yes. <laughs> I think he's Rocksteady. He's the one with the mohawk, because he's got a big mohawk. Whichever uh, one that is. It's I like Anton Deck. You don't know which one's the which rhino. Until the next. Yeah. He's a big Irish guy. He is. Big. They're all wrestlers. They're all huge, basically. It fits the universe. It fits what it um, is. And Cormac Fitzjeffrey is another like nomadic adventuring character from mm. around this era that is often compared to Conan. Yeah. Oh, interesting. He's not necessarily Kukulun. playing that character, but I'm like they do in films. He's just got the name of a character, so the people in the credits go, eh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a cool little nod to that character. Yeah. So yeah, there we go. Interesting. That's I'm already, I'm already really interested in this. I think it's gonna be lots of nonsense and. Sword and sorcery. It's for us to pronounce the names wrong. Lots of proper nouns that are all Hyborian names and bollocks. So get ready. Hyboria, the time, not the place. Yes, the, <laughs> the, the, the Hyborian age, not the continent. Deep drums sound as we fade up on the floor of a dining hall littered with scraps of meat, bones on plates, and drinking horns. As our view shifts up the hall, we cut to flashbacks of Conan's battles from the first movie as Kiro's, as I mentioned, Mako's back as a voiceover, yeah. plays as a voiceover. Many wars and feuds did Conan fight. Honor and fear were heaped upon his name, and in time he became a king by his own hand. And this story shall also be told. Cued by Akira's words, we see an old Conan sitting on the throne of Aquilonia. Basically the shot from the end of the first movie. Yep. Because mm. the shot from the second movie didn't happen. Same one. Mm. Resting his bearded face on an enormous fist with a sword and spear at his side. Next to Conan is a beautiful and powerful looking woman Zenobia, and at her side is their son, Con. At 20 years old, Con is tall and strong like his father, but not as broad. Finally, the camera settles on Conan's face, unmoving as the title card appears, which I've put in my Google Doc, <laughs> in, in comic book it, font. It's, it, it's in a full-on different font <laughs> in the centre. It's, it's, it's very striking. King Conan. I must admit, just as a visual, I fucking love that opening. That's, that's exactly it, what I it, want from this yeah. movie. It's the ending of the first one playing into the... Yeah. Precisely, yeah. yeah. That's gonna it's this like... one in real life instead of a weird smoky set that they yeah. don't explain. No, the throne in the middle of nowhere. This is actually in a room in a place. Riding right to left and... Yeah. The actual, yeah. the actual throne would be different. I touched on this later on. Aquilonia is all about lions. Imagine there's a bunch of lions everywhere, basically. Sure, the sure. throne has a big lion thing and it's all... Yeah. Well, very Herculean. And it's sort of like... Yeah, Hercules. Hercules. The feast is celebrating Conan's 25th year as king of Aquilonia. So he becomes king basically five years after the first movie yeah. and then has been ruled. Makes sense. 
The roaring lion of Aquilonia adorns the throne at many of the banners throughout the Great Hall situated in Aquilonia's capital city of Titania. Tarantia. 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 I said Titania for some reason. Tarantia. Let's go with Tarantia. Like Tarantula? I guess. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. what that would be, yeah. Some of the other Hyborian kingdoms the age of the, the era, yes, have also sent representatives to build alliances with and confirm their allegiance to King Conan. While the representatives bring gifts of food and treasure for the king, Conan is reunited with his old friends, Subutai and Akira's son, Kenji. Love it. There you go. Conan rises from his throne to welcome his friends with handshakes and embraces because he's changed a bit. He's also loves his friends. He's always yeah. been, yeah, buddies. The crowd cheers as Conan announces his friends and the song of Conan's adventures are sung by anyone who knows the words. That Some people awkwardly very... muttering along and like... Yeah, that yeah. sounds like a fucking Howardy kind of thing to do, yeah. The door to the hall is pushed open by a robed figure who proceeds to walk confidently down the aisle towards the throne. Is it a monkey fish man? It's a monkey fish man. <laughs> Played by Kane. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Damn got Andrew the Giant this time as a big fish man. Nope. Got Kane, the other seven foot wrestler. Is Hiroyuki Sonada wearing Akiro's weird hat thing? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, we know it's yeah. his kid. Yeah, yeah. That's the only one. And he's got a weird little mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. The man who steps forward to confront the robed figure is Volmana, one of Conan's most trusted lieutenants and one of the finest swordsmen in Aquilonia. Stopped by Volmana's drawn sword, the figure removes his hood to reveal an unimposing man with white skin and short grey hair. Bendo Mendo. Yep. He announces himself as Razal Gulath, a messenger from Good luck, Tim. Christ. Korshamesh. Sure. Yakshamesh. Yeah. Yeah, it's Yakshamesh. <laughs> uh, a messenger from Korshamesh, whose master, Kulangath, wishes an audience with the great Conan the Conqueror. Gulath proceeds to somewhat sarcastically list all of the king's other titles. Conan the Avenger. Conan the Destroyer. Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Cimmerian. Volmana reminds Gulath to be respectful, considering who he's speaking to and where he is. Gulath holds his hands up to mean no harm, and Conan speaks for the first time, asking what his master's message is. Gulath draws a hidden dagger from his sleeve and throws it at Conan, who, despite his age, deflects it with his sword. Nice. As Volmana strikes the assassin down in retaliation, Gulath dissolves into red mist. This mist forms into creatures who begin attacking everyone in sight. They all look like Bendo Mendo. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Cursed version. Yeah. Like a creepy, ghostly, red misty kind of mm-hmm. shadow monster type thing. The battle explodes between the gathered warriors and the red mist assassins. Many people are killed by the creatures, but with some help from Kenji's magic, Conan, Zenobia, Volmana, and Khan prevail. Unfortunately, Silvertai is killed. Oh. Jerry Lopez is not doing much. He doesn't need to be <laughs> He's grateful much. for the job. He's yeah, there. Good he showed up. He gets a hug from Arnie and then Make he pissed off. Arnie all pissed off. Yeah. Conan declares a funeral for the fallen, especially honoring Subatai, that will take place later that evening. At the funeral, the king delivers a speech vowing to avenge the people killed by the sorcerer from Korshamesh. Conan says that he'll be travelling to Koth, which is the country that Korshamesh is the capital of. Okay. Like I said, got a map right here. <laughs> oh, uh, All yeah, for I, reference. I, 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 I genuinely believe all your research. <laughs> yeah. It could be entirely bollocks, but it, I believe it's This is like Tim accurate. with the Mortal Kombat. Hey, Tim. Tim, is that a real Mortal Kombat thing? That's a real Mortal Kombat thing. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. If in doubt, it's a real Howardy thing. Yeah. With Queen Zenobia to personally deal with Kulan Gath. A murmur spreads through the crowd at this announcement, but is silenced when the king announces his ruler in his absence, his 20-year-old son, Con. Everyone is shocked, none more than Volmana and Con. But Conan decrees it is uh, But Conan decrees it as his final decision before he departs in the morning. 
At sunrise the next morning, Conan gives Con advice, telling him that this will be a good experience for him because he will be king one day. Conan tells Con that he never received any training on how to be king himself. He took a throne with his own hand or was unprepared to give up his life of travelling. He reminds Con about the advice he received when he became king. Discount nine-tenths of all flattery and never punish the bear of bad news. Again, is that one of those classic quotes? That's a quote. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a quote from one of the books. That is the quote he receives when he does make yeah. Con king in the books. Or the comics, whatever it was. <laughs> Con listens intently and nervously accepts the crown of Quilonia from his father. Zenobia notices her son's nerves and reassures him that he has the support of Kenji and Volmana to lean on while they're gone. Con hugs both of his parents and wishes them a safe journey south to Korshimesh. Later that morning, Con heads back to the throne room and is welcomed by Kenji. The two compare trying to live up to their father's legacies. I like that, yeah. With Kenji admitting that Con has a tougher job living up to the great king Conan. So to put it up to perspective, uh, so Kenji, Hiroyuki Sonata, is like 40 at this point. Mm. Yeah. So he's like 20 years older. Mm. He's basically playing like the older brother kind of role to him. Mm. They're not peers, but they are very close and he's helped train him and help Con grow up and mm. all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. that's that kind of dynamic I'm going for. Yeah, yeah. Con thanks Kenji for his friendship and support as Valmana enters the room, discussing what the young king's agenda is for the day. Valmana leads them both to a war room with a map of the continent, because, <laughs> yeah, people are going to think of Game of Thrones. In the but, uh, it's very Game of Thrones, yeah. yeah. Jason Momoa. Yeah. Marked with pieces carved into symbols of each kingdom as their armies and influence spread across the land. The big old game of risk, basically. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Valmana and Kenji, both older and more experienced than Khan, advise him about which kingdoms are currently threatening Aquilonia, and the young king impresses them with his knowledge. You didn't see that coming? Pretty much. Outside of his educational prowess, Khan also takes after his father in his combat training. He is able to fight off multiple opponents using a spear, and nearly matches Volmana in his skill with the sword. We see, like, training montages. It's a yeah. Conan film, it's going to have time lapses and montages. Yeah, bounce around a bit. When Volmana steps in to train Khan personally, he gives no ground and attacks him viciously, telling the young king to fight back. Valmana takes Khan down with his signature flourish and reminds Khan that he has a lot to learn. Conan and Zenobia ride south over the mountains toward the land of Koth, where Korshamesh is the capital. The journey will likely take a week in each direction, so they keep each other entertained by reminiscing about their adventures in the past. Imagine building up some chemistry here, having some... Mm. Oh my god, yeah. do you remember that time you saved me from that guy? Oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you, you killed that guy first, like, that wasn't me. That kind of stuff. Joking about it. Yeah, I get it, it's the first time they've been out of their house in a long time because they've been mm. sat on the throne and all that mm-hmm. kind of bollocks. Mm. Zenobia talks about how long it's been since she's ridden outside of Aquilonia, and Conan admits that, despite them both getting older, this trip will do them some good. After a few days, they reach the mountains of Tor Alkir and are stopped by some of the locals. These locals, known as Afiri, are tall and broad, with pale skin and red hair. Your boys, Matthew. <laughs> Celts, in it? Celts. When Conan introduces himself and Zenobia, the Ophir people don't believe him, telling tales of how immeasurably tall and strong the legendary Conan the Cimmerian is. Aye, I've met William Wallace, he can fire lightning bolts from his ass. <laughs> exactly that, it's exactly yeah. that, but a bunch of Irish lads instead. Yeah. Conan scoffs and offers to prove himself against their mightiest warrior. Conan doesn't realise that the Ophir tradition for combat is for married couples to fight together, as they are joined as one. Zenobia tuts at Conan for accidentally signing her up for a fight against her will but said it will be nice to finally stretch her legs after being sat on a throne for too long. A larger fiery, taller even than Conan, introduces himself as Cormac and his wife as Belit. 
They throw down their weapons and square up to Conan and Zenobia in a hand-to-hand battle. The couple size each other up as a crowd of Afiri locals gather, creating a circle. In the circle, we see a glimpse of Razal Gulath again, unnoticed by Conan and Zenobia. The Afiri leader announces the rules. This is not a battle to the death, but a test of strength and wits. Both combatants must be eliminated by surrender or knockout in order for the other team to win. There's a big microphone come down from the middle. <laughs> we can't afford Michael Buffers. Yeah. Let's get ready to rumble. That costs Let's like... get ready for Dumbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By that... pin or submission. Yeah. <laughs> the first team to eliminate both of their opponents by pinfall or submission. Let's get ready for Conan. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. With that, the fight begins. The younger, larger Cormac has the upper hand early against Conan, but Belit and Zenobia are evenly matched. The pairs wrestle and grapple in the dirt, each trying to strike and submit their opponent. A grueling battle ensues, but eventually, Conan and Zenobia emerge victorious, both winning by surrender and proving themselves worthy of passage through the mountain pass. Volmana is meeting with the local warrior chieftains, discussing their allegiance to the throne of Aquilonia. There appears to be some dissension with the absence of Conan on the throne, and the fact that he appointed his 20-year-old son instead of someone more experienced. Volmana reassures the men that Aquilonia won't fall apart and that Conan's successor will be his strong leader. Shortly after that, Volmana arrives in the throne room flanked by a dozen chieftains. Volmana declares Con unfit to rule Aquilonia and fakes some statistics that make it sound like Con has made mistakes in his first few days. Interesting. Betrayal! While Con and Kenji protest, Volmana whips his supporters into a frenzy and the young king and his companion are cast into the Taranchen. Oh, yeah. Tarantian catacombs below the palace as punishment. That's a thing from the book. From the ah, yeah. Are they like specifically designed to be extra scary or something? Or something? Uh, yeah, they're, so um, a lot of the stuff is Middle Eastern influenced. Obviously, Khorshemesh and Koth is very Middle Eastern. Yes. But it's like a big gold city kind of thing, mm. um, as we'll get to in a moment. Sort of Babylonian kind of shit. Yeah, Babylonian mm. kind yeah. of shit. Um, and this Aquilonia, well, Tarantia is kind of Istanbulish. It's mm. like where the West meets the East, kind of yeah. like mixing Sounds cultures like Alexandria and stuff. kind of Kind thing. of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has a long history of like all the previous kings are buried in these category right, things and right. chucks them in there, basically, yeah. Got it. Vomana reports to a nearby chamber where red mist avatars of Razal Gulath and Kulangath stand waiting for him. Vomana confirms that the prince has been dealt with. Ah, bastard. Gath replies that soon Conan himself will be dealt with too. Betrayal, politics, Game of Thrones, etc. Yeah, and that works. And I think that's what because it's, it's, it happens around Conan, and he's like, ah, did I die for this? Uh, that's what my child be judged. <laughs> Meanwhile, Conan and Zenobia arrive at the city of Kershamesh. The locals react to their presence with some shock and awe. Before they can ask for directions, an old man's face shifts into Gulaths and welcomes them to the city. The king and queen cautiously follow him. Doing some magic shit, isn't he? Mm. Conan don't like that shit. Fucking warlocks of Karth. Yes, Tim. Yes. Mm. Gulath recalls the history of the city and how Kulangath rose to power in a similar way to Conan, claiming the throne of Koth by force. He tells them that both he and his master are immortal, and Conan cannot defeat them using his brute force. All he knows how to do, kill and lift. There you go. And fuck. He's got to fuck his way to victory. <laughs> the only solution. I mean, he's in his 70s now. He's, is, there, is there a... Tim. And fuck. Is there a Hyborian version of... Uh, Viagra? Viagra. Yeah. Yeah, it's is. called killing It's people. called being Conan. Yeah. <laughs> the trio arrives at the Kershamesh Palace, gilded in gold. 
Kulangath welcomes them, flanked by two of the largest men Conan has ever seen. Almost as big as Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. <laughs> Gath introduces himself formally, wearing a royal cloak and covered in jewellery. He tells Conan that Volmara has already killed his son, and soon Conan will have no home, unless he bends the knee and swears loyalty to Kulan Gath. Not a damn Game of Thrones. Yeah, I know. I learned it a bit too hard sometimes. No, 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 no. It's, it's, br- it's, it, for this very good We're not audience, tired of Game of Thrones at this point. Yeah. This is early, fresh No, Game no, no, no. For an audience, it's like, yes. This is not season eight Game of Thrones we yeah. all hate. Yeah, I get it. Over the next few days in the catacombs below Tarantia, Kenji and Khan struggle to survive. This is a quick little paragraph that describes like a half an hour, probably part of the film. Okay, sure. This is a big section of them surviving and stuff. Sure. They fight their way through restless spirits and bodies of long-forgotten Aquilonian warriors. Khan claims a sword from the tomb of one of these warriors, and with a combination of his combat skills and Kenji's magic, they're able to survive and navigate their way through the underground labyrinth. Above ground, Volmana sits on the throne, issuing orders, and quickly trying to undo the good work Conan and Con had done recently. That can actually be quite a fun sequence, to be fair. Yeah. All that stuff, yeah. yeah. I would almost lean on the horror kind of thing. It would be really mm. fucking dark under there. They've just got torches and stuff, and it's just the two yeah. of them yeah, on their own trying to survive. All I... dust and ash and mm. ghosts and zombies and stuff. I like the nod back to the first thing of Con claiming the sword from the, the dead thing. Thank as well. you, Jim. Yeah. 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 yeah, claiming it from a random throat tomb mm. that he just fell into in the first one. Who's, mm-hmm. I think, meant to be like an Atlantean... It is. It's a Lantian blade. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Conan and Zenobia stand before the King of Koth and refuse to kneel. Because of course they do. Kulangath introduces his men, a seven foot masked killer named Borak. That's uh, gotta be Kane. That's gotta be Kane. <laughs> My God. And the strongest man in the world, Baltor. Spelled Baltor. Yeah. Who can tear a man's head off his shoulders with his bare hands. Conan scoffs at their ridiculous introductions telling the king that he has heard these claims a thousand times before. Gath offers Conan a choice of who to fight, but Zenobia interrupts, reminding the king that he, she is a strong warrior in her own right. Gath laughs at the queen, but lets his men engage with the couple nonetheless, choosing not to look a gift horse in the mouth. And instead, to punch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> punch the horse in the mouth, that's the rule. Lovely horse. <laughs> <laughs> Nay! Altior is shorter than Conan, but somehow even broader, and is able to disarm Conan with his bare hands. Gath explains that in Kosala, where Balpitior is from, there's a rite of passage to twist the neck of an opponent and tear their head off. Even as Balpitior grapples with Conan, Conan laughs, telling the story of how he broke the neck of a wild Cimmerian bull when he was a teenager. True story in, <laughs> in the books. Doing it while he's on the wheel of pain. Yeah. Just happened to pass by a bull. Yeah. Yeah. Conan struggles and climbs the mountainous man and is finally able to grasp his enormous head and break his neck. R rated. Yep. yep. Gath is horrified by his warrior's violent death, and Razal unleashes more of the Red Mist assassins to attack Conan. Meanwhile, the silent giant, Borak, faces off against Zenobia. Zenobia is able to use her cunning and speed to outwit the lumbering giant and stab him through the throat under his mask, killing him. I'm picturing a bit of a man in the iron mask deal 100%. for him. Yeah. 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 Or a Master Blaster from Thunderdome. <laughs> All that big ass gladiator true. from Gladiator. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Conan is overwhelmed by the Red Mist attackers, but manages to launch his sword at Kulangath, kind of like through the mirror and destroyer, impaling him through the chest. Gath laughs at this as the amulet around his neck glows red, drawing in the Red Mist around him and slowly pushing the sword. Zenobia oh. notices this and leaps forward, cutting the amulet from around the king's neck. The amulet falls, cracking on the stone stairs below. With the amulet broken, Kulangath withers into a skull and Razal dissolves into a pile of dust. 
The red mist swirls around Conan and Zenobia before dissipating. Zenobia is the one who can use her brains. Yes. And not just hit stuff with swords. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, she translates his, his thuggery. Pretty much. Yeah. Conan and Kenji emerge from the Tarantian catacombs, battered and exhausted. With no time to rest, the pair make their way to the throne room to confront Volmana. Covered in dirt, blood, and ash, the 20-year-old would-be king looks more like his father than ever. Your sweaty boy. Sweaty, dirty, hair's a bit longer. Yeah. Almost like when Conan painted him, but like mm. with dirt and stuff. Can't put him in loincloth because he's a giant dick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Google that, ladies and gentlemen. I've ne- I can't unsee Aaron Taylor Johnson's gigantic swinging dick. Just a fucking... Just a truncheon. <laughs> An Atlantean, Atlantean blade. It's obscene. It is. Volmana is horrified to see that they survived and quickly declares Khan a deserter and traitor. Khan retorts, enacting a royal challenge that a monarch of Aquilonia cannot refuse, something Conan had taught him many years ago. The crowd, who had been cheering and jeering at both of them, falls silent as Khan issues his challenge. I'm a fucking kill you. Pretty much. Volmana scoffs at the exhausted boy in front of him and cockily accepts. Kenji tells Khan that he believes in him. He is the rightful heir to his father's throne. Khan draws the ancient sword he found on the ground, seemingly catching the attention of Volmana, and the pair square off. A vicious fight ensues. Volmana is stronger and more experienced and has the upper hand. Khan stabilizes his breathing and remembers all of the sparring he has done with Volmana over the years. He adjusts his footwork and deflects the next three strikes easily. Volmana is surprised, commenting that Khan has learned well. Volmana reminds the boy that he didn't teach him everything he knows because he knew this day would come. Volmana goes for his signature trip that defeated Khan in their previous fights, but Khan dodges the trip and strikes the larger man's legs with an unexpected counter. Volmana, now limping, is shocked that Khan landed a blow on him, but insists he is still a better fighter. Khan tells the injured man to yield, but Volmana refuses. Khan slices his opponent's arm, causing him to drop his sword. Khan screams at Volmana to yield again. Volmana reminds his former apprentice that the challenge he issued is one to the death, he picks up his sword with his offhand and goes to strike, allowing Khan to deliver the final killing blow. He holds the sword aloft, and the people cheer, confirming that they believe he has earned the throne. Again, a bit doomed. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, again, much longer fight than those couple of sentences. Oh no, there. no, no! It's it's a big. It would be a big back and it's forth. It's going to be a big and that yeah. final moment where he kind of it's climactic. And, yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. He uses the voice, takes the spice. Does all this <laughs> stuff. You know, you know his I, eyes glow blue. I watched June recently. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm saying that that that, that you, you kind of want it to come down to just these two adversarial yeah. things. It makes sense to do it yeah. visually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A few days later, Conan and Zenobia return in the evening to see a still-tired Khan sitting on the throne with Kenji by his side. Con and Zenobia tell their respective stories to each other at the evening's feast. Conan is impressed by his son, only now truly understanding that he is ready to rule by his own hand. Conan officially announces his son as the new king of Aquilonia and abdicates. Oh. Yeah. Kenji asks what Conan and Zenobia plan to do now. Zenobia smiles, saying that they'll sail across the western ocean to new adventures and then eventually journey to Valhalla together. Very fucking Peter Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what happens in. I'll explain in a minute. Conan puts his arm around his son, reassuring him that his mother, his father, and come, come, will, al- <laughs> will always be with him. As the credits roll, we see Conan and Zenobia sailing across the ocean towards the horizons as Con, Kenji, and the Aquilonian people watch from the shore. This is loosely based on uh, Conan of the Isles. 
Oh, okay. which is which is a his final adventure. His basically. island hopping cruise, kind of yeah. So that he's attacked by red shadow monsters. It's a bit more like by the book. I've changed up a couple of things. Like I made Con go through a bit more of a journey oh, well, yeah, and stuff because yes. we don't have the history of him as a kid and all this kind of stuff. But it's loosely adapted from that story and is widely considered as like the ending of Conan, right? Passing on to mm. Con, who for some reason as king is named Conan the Second, mm. and I'm like. <laughs> I nearly put that in and I was like, I took it out like this morning and I was like, that yeah. feels a bit weird and confusing to the audience to be like, hail King Conan again, mm, I, I guess. Mean, it would be a bit weird. On the British He's already Isles, called you, Con. you have a real name and then you, you come a king, you're like, do you want a new name? It's like, what, like a Pope? It's like, yeah, <laughs> like that. Yeah. I do get it. I can see why you want to take it out mm. though. Uh, it is a, oh, it's a, uh, it is by Elsprag de Camp and Lynn Carter. Oh, cool. Which are quite, like famous yeah important conan yeah they have one of their own timelines that they do and blah 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 and this is their like ending of conan saga basically Mm -hmm. and passing it on to con as the new adventurer and hero and stuff and he has some of his own stories his own all that kind of yeah 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 Yeah. this is widely considered like is it is it kulangath in that story no it's not no i was gonna say because i think kulangath actually a Marvel creator. He is indeed. Yeah. He is indeed. Yeah. 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 I, I've I've seen him fight the Avengers. You have indeed. <laughs> so, he, fight, he fights the X Men. So you pulled in stuff from Marvel, Howard stuff, but also other people have. Like, so this feels like a proper. This is a book from the sixties. Yes, the Conan the Isles. Uh, Kulangath has been around for ages and is in some of the the books and stuff, but is mm. most known for being in Marvel stuff as yeah. well. So, yeah. So you, what I'm saying is, you, you've you've created something that is. A celebration of all of it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. A synthesis. Yes. Yeah, smart yeah, move. That I was think. my plan. Mm. Yeah. Very much yeah. a smart move. To kind of cap everything off, pay tribute to the original film. Arnie doesn't have to come back for the next one. Maybe we get another one with Aaron Taylor Johnson. Maybe we don't. Mm. Don't care either way. This feels like a fitting end to yeah. Yeah. Conan's saga and all that kind of stuff, is my plan. I really liked it. Not enough orgies, Tim. Too many orgies. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see the word titties. That's true. No, I really liked it. I think there's bits I'd like to see expanded on. Mm. Um, I think it could do with a bit more at the start, just establishing Conan as maybe a little bit like restless yeah. with with mm. life on the throne. Um and and maybe also a little just a little bit of the like politics of like maybe there's discord in the kingdom. Because it feels like if his lieutenant can just take over and no one and there's not like immediate like hey we fucking like conan and his yeah, son yeah, yeah. like there should maybe yeah. be some tension there yeah. to start with and i think those two things can play well together that like conan is maybe slipping as a king his yes. attention is elsewhere he he's want, not really interested in he any, wants to be off adventuring he doesn't and doing fucking stuff care about and, taxation policy no, exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's screwing some people over so they're like he's getting too old he needs yeah. to step down yeah. we need a I yeah, yeah. both agree and disagree with tim I like the idea of starting with just this almost Green Knight style. I'm the king. I'm old. Uh, almost King Nothing style thing. So like just sitting there and just this is the room. And I think there's some really nice just just tableau shots of where you just have like this 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 sprawling party and celebration of people. And he's just sitting at the center of it like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired. Ruling is for fucking weak men. Capturing a kingdom is for strong men. But then yeah. until but then once this all happens. You then have like, how did we get to this point? And on his journey, he can see how the kingdom is falling apart. And then so you get like the idea of like, oh, mm-hmm. hang on a minute. I've been so consumed with the throne that I haven't realized that the throne is representing the kingdom. And I think there's bit so so like, you know, I failed the boy. I should have been 
he should be out there like what I was. He should be like, you know, that kind of... And he's like, no, it's fine. He's learning a different way. No, he would be weak. Because I, I think on his quest while he's doing stuff, there should be this inherent fatherly fear of, I kind of need to go back and save his ass. And it's like, mm. no, if he dies, he dies. Yeah. That's on us. And I think that, that feels more like, you yeah, know... Yeah. That makes um, sense to me. And then you build up a bit more dynamically. And then, you, as you say, you can have Kenji and can't have the conversation. It's like, I thought everything was good. It's like, no, nah, things are actually a problem. Because especially yeah. Kenji's coming in from an outside sort of perspective. Yeah. He could be updating Connor. It's like, well, this is why I need someone on my fucking side who's telling me how things are actually going to be working. I can't do it like my father. I have to do it different. That sort of thing. But that doesn't change like the story. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah. It just brings it all in. Yeah. Because I think the problem is, like with Doom, like with other things, you can oversaturate the start of the film. Yeah. That's my concern. Mm. But I, you're right, though. That needs to be I in there. I think there's a balance mm. there somewhere you can yeah. strike. Yeah, I don't think it needs nicely. a huge amount of, like... Exposition dump expo at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was conscious that, like, it's a Conan film, so I can't turn it into entire Game of Thrones. No. I no, can't no, have no, it all no. action without any other stuff and also have the betrayals People will always come like for the throne. Yeah. Mm. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think you can, you can do it with a relatively short, like, dialogue scene during the party. Yeah. You can just have Volmana clearly being more like while he's also a swordsman like more of an administrator and you see like people are going to him for yes. like orders yeah. rather than going to Conan because Conan's just like fucked off and, and you need and, some asshole scrawny vizier saying yeah. you know you really should be in charge <laughs> tell me I mean I know it but yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the yeah. king and yeah. while he's the king you know, it's like that, that yeah. brief pause and it's like yeah, yeah. I follow yeah. his orders and it's like, but okay. yeah I think also like the, the, the seeing the kingdom a bit more while yeah, they travel is 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 good. Yeah, definitely. I think I'd also like a little bit more in Korshamesh, and mm -hmm. because we mostly deal with Raz Al Ghul or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, um, not wrong, Tim. We don't get a lot of of Kulangath actually like, yeah. doing much. Yeah, so I think rather than them arriving and then instantly going into a fight, something to establish him more as a threat and to to actually like make us worried of like mm. oh maybe this old some, man can handle some, himself yeah yeah basically yeah. like is he actually in over his head or you know whatever I would I like think... the idea of he's in a fight and it looks like he's not gonna go his way and he smiles like that, that yes. it's like yeah. oh, oh no I don't think I've ever seen Conan yeah. really smile he's ready to accept death and, he, and he's, yeah. it's, it's more that's like a, ah bloodlust now I know now I yeah. feel like I'm myself again and then he can just charge into it and go yeah. a bit berserk mode as it were and I think I think it doesn't need much I think it it could literally be like he shows up, Kulangath tells him, like, you have to kneel. He tries to kill Kulangath, doesn't work. They get dragged away. And, like, rather than have having the attack happen there, you make it like a big public execution mm. with the. I like that. Yeah. yeah. A show of force. Yeah. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just as simple as that. Just, I think. Um, yeah. It's, other it's, than, these are minor fixes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. other than that, it's a really solid pitch. I agree. I think this would definitely be easily, easily my favorite mm. property. I'd be like, yes, that's why I want him all the time. Yeah. I do have a thing. This has to be Ridley Scott. I thought. That. I think. I think yeah. Ridley Scott would yeah. work. Jackson's going to make it too fucking CGI, too yeah fun. I think yeah. you talk about like dark tunnels and the magic. I'm like, mm. yeah, it's a. I think like Ridley Scott. Obviously, we talked about like the Mortal Kombat universe that I established and stuff like that. Yeah, I think our if if we're not in that universe, if we're just in here here, and he's not doing the, the whole actual thing, universe, the actual universe. I think at this point he's too used to doing family friendly stuff. Mm. I think he. Struggled yeah, going yeah. back to an R-rated film at this point. Yes, I think if you'd have got him early when he was still doing Brain Dead and Dead Alive and stuff like that, yeah, it might have worked. But um, in the same way you nabbed him for more combat, it's like that makes yeah, sense when yeah, he yeah. when he just done the Frighteners and yeah, you know. he's on like Lovely Bones and you're like, uh, yeah, you're in a weird place, mate. 
I wonder. I I quite like Aaron Taylor Johnson as casting. Oh, you got an alternative? I have an alternative. I'm not sure. I like the alternative. I had a bunch of alternatives. But I, yeah. I have a. It's it's not necessarily a question of like I think this guy should be in it. I wonder if Arnold would insist on it because this is His about son? when Patrick Schwarzenegger starts acting. Yeah, I do like Patrick Schwarzenegger. Uh, I, like. I haven't yeah. seen him in enough stuff to really make a judgment. But, in um, um, Daniel isn't real. He's, he's decent. Yeah. Yeah, and I was, thought Taylor yeah. Lautner was going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> so Patrick Schwarzenegger is three years younger than Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so he'd be seven, nineteen. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, it's like eighteen. That's about yeah. about the right sort of sort of age and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's not a bad shout. I yeah. think. I think um, it would be easy to see a studio going. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, but equally. So he'd been mm. in one thing at that point. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Johnson was in the Benchwarmers in 2006 and then stuck in love in 2012, which mm. is when this episode would be yeah. his like, second proper role in film. Yeah. 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 It would be very, like just when he's starting to think about it properly yeah. rather than just, hey, I'm a rich, rich person, famous actor's son. I could be in this kid's film if I wanted to. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like necessarily like, a, I think he'd do a better job. It was just, a, I can imagine Arnold being the kind of asshole who's like, well, if I'm gonna, who's gonna play my son, yes. boys? My son is gonna play my son. I I must admit, if he was 2019, and we're talking about Patrick in Daniel isn't real kind of thing, I'm like, yeah, I can definitely see it. I can see that unhinged, yeah, kind of look to him. He got um, jacked later on, like mm, a few years later, yeah, like recently, yeah. Daniel's yeah. real is like 2019, I think it was it. But um, yeah, he might be a little too fresh faced, a little too fresh. I, I think it's as yeah. well. You can kind of dirt up Aaron Taylor Johnson at that age because Kickass Two did it. Yeah, I think he's too smooth. Yeah, for a hard lived. I mean, he's yeah. I mean, he's supposed to be a boy of court, whatever. He is a prince. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hence the ads and stuff like ah, the boys who ready. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a bad shout though. I don't, dis- mm. I don't, I don't dis- It's better than no, no offense to Emma. It's better than Zac Efron. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, agree. I don't know if I have an alternative really. I I genuinely think Aaron Taylor. I, Johnson I went through a bunch of different names. I can't bad. remember them because I did this weeks ago. Yeah, but like thinking about who I would cast as a young. Yeah, because I originally had the plan of some flashbacks to young Conan. I was like, "This is way too complicated." Mm. Um, I was like, "Who do I cast as a young Schwarzenegger?" Patrick Schwarzenegger. Mm. I was like, "No, nah, too." We we've done young Conan. Yeah, like mm-hmm. we get some action from old Conan. We get some I th- action I think from Con and stuff. Yeah, I think having him and Con is enough. You don't yes. need like yeah. a great. Yeah, I, I, I overstuffed it a bit. Beefy person. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so I think Ridley Scott is an interesting... Like I said, I, my worry is that he's made a bunch of shit recently, but hopefully this is the good one. Like I said, instead of Prometheus, this will yes. be for, for Ridley Scott. So, yeah. Well, Ridley Scott's one of those weird... As we discussed in our uh, One of the stream. weirdest careers. Such a strange career. Mm. Some of the best films ever made, and then a bunch of shite as well. Yeah, definitely. It's Robert De Niro all over again. But like production design on certain things, I think is fantastic. I think yeah. he does some really interesting things. So to, um, I know I talk about it a lot, but mm. I do love the epic like cinematography and stuff of the first yeah. one. John Milius does bring a real kind of sense of size and scale and yes. all that kind of stuff to the sword and sorcery side of things. I think that works seeing, especially if we're tying it more into them like journeying across the kingdoms and mm. stuff, actually seeing big mountain ranges and kind of like this big yeah. expanse of I don't know. Well, if we if deserts we take, and plains and all that. Yeah, stuff. I mean, if you take so like good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, he would just have done Robin Hood, which was not good. Terrible. I hate that film. Prometheus. I know we want to be issues with Prometheus, but it looks fucking. It looks great. gorgeous. Imagine that with even a I said setting. that when we did mm. the commentary. Yeah. That film. And then he goes off to the Counselor, which is not great. And Exodus Gods and Kings, which is fine. And the uh, Martian, which is brilliant. I love the Martian. Alien Covenant is shit. 
All the Money in the World I really like. Last Jewel I also like. And House of Gucci is, is, is not good. <laughs> so uh, The Last Jewel is now on Disney+. Plus. Yes. It's on Disney Plus now, is it? Uh, yeah. yeah, I added it to my watch list earlier today. I recommend it. It's I'm going to watch it really this interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to watch it on my phone just yeah. to fuck Ridley Scott. <laughs> Me too, dude. Me too. I'm watching my phone right now. But fuck you, Ridley. again, if you look at the production design in Last Jewel, where it's obviously it's a medieval kingdom, mm. but the griminess, the dirt, the, mm. the lived-in realness of it all, Everyone's terrible hair. Yeah, again, he does it in Kingdom of Heaven. Terrible hair in Conan. Sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think Scott's a great choice. I think yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Cool. I, again, I like it. That's exactly. I, I think there'll be fans, obviously, of of of, of Howard fans who go, "Well, I would really prefer if you did this." Like, yeah, sure, sure, I've, sure. Yeah, for the record, I like I said, I've taken a bunch of stuff that is not related to the other stuff and smushed it all in together. But for an audience in the twenty tens. You've made, in my opinion, the best decision for a Conan. Film. That was my plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if you're not interested or aware of the brand, you don't need to know because you've got this necessarily mm. sort of new story. So yeah, great. Yeah, it gives you everything you need to know. Like it's not as much as it's respectful of the Conan mythos. It's also not soaked in continuity. You mm. don't need to have seen Conan the Barbarian no. to really get any. And you got the departure of time that you could get on with it, and it wouldn't feel like I have to catch up on a lot of stuff. It's like mm. no, we just open the story now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Cool. That's my last pitch of the season. Woo! The penultimate pitch of the entire season before we get to the much anticipated season finale next week. Are you excited, gentlemen? Uh, oh, I'm, I'm not writing it, so I'm yeah, but I'm very I'm interested. Trepidatious. I'm going to yeah. say it's a fucker. Oh, yeah. Because we've what kept the it till last. What can you do? And we've with saved this? this one of the most infamous bad sequels ever. Pipe, 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 pipe. For the end of this season for a reason. Tim's pitching, so good luck, Tim. Hello. Have fun with it's that. It's going to be hard, man. Uh, I feel like this was probably my... This is my longest pitch of the season by quite a way as well. This is like 2,600, something First like paragraph, that. I scrolled and I thought, oh, God, there's a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some of the barrels pretty long as well. It's an epic. But yeah, it, it, I've, yeah, gave it the, the time and space that it needed to be epic, and we wanted to add more, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, if you are a diehard Conan or Robert E. Howard fan out there, please do let me know how I did. Like I said, I, I am a pretty big fan. I'm not like encyclopedic knowledge or anything like that. I probably was a couple of days ago when I finished like <laughs> rewriting, rewriting and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pushing all the other knowledge out of my brain. Take that algebra. Yeah, please do contact us on social media. We are Sequelizers on all social media. If you go to Sequelizers.com, there's links for our Discord where we are in there regularly chatting about everything, including basically like an after show after the episode comes out on Patreon yep, yep. and an after show after it comes out on Tuesdays for the public as well. So if you do want like instant straightaway feedback of like, oh my God, can you guys believe Jack did this? What a fucking idiot, or what a fucking genius, depending <laughs> on how you feel. Discord is probably the best place for you guys to go. Like I said, click on the link on our website and you get an invite, you log straight in. And uh, yeah, so it's a fantastic community of listeners. We've built just about 150, 200 people in there now, which is amazing. Yeah. We've never had any like big issues or problems or anything like that. No. It's been really, really nice. And uh, yeah, I highly recommend that as a community to come and chat about the show, about video games, board games, TV politics news science pets books. food books exactly if you want a book club recommendation right here the complete chronicles of conan the I'm centenary good. edition all that kind of stuff it's a lovely place come and talk stuff in, on the internet isn't it Matthew? commune commune exactly if you want to follow me i am jlw chambers on all the social medias matthew how can people follow you on the social media stogs s-t-o-g-h-z you can go to the redrighthand.co.uk to see the reviews that I write. You can go to cheesemint.com to see the things that I make. Tim O. The May Tom.
What is the riddle of steel and how can I find it? <laughs> <laughs> what is best in life? To crush your enemies, to see them driven before you, and to follow, follow trivia, trivia underscore lad on, on Twitter. Twitter. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking boosh. <laughs> Well, with that out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to support us, of course, you can go to patreon.com slash sequelizers. Please review us, share us about on social media. Mm. If you can review us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, all the various different platforms and stuff, anything mm. you can do to help us out, spread the word and all that stuff. If there is a podcast you'd like us to collaborate with, since we're doing a lot more crossovers and stuff, mm. and we work with the un- unequal sequel guys and M from Verbal Diorama. We're planning some more guest spots on some other podcasts as well. Mm. I may be making an appearance on Unequal Sequel coming up this Ooh. season. Ooh. I am by far the least famous of the guests, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we plan to cross over with a couple of other... I'm in talks with a couple of other podcasts to get them on our live streams, which you can check out on our YouTube channel. Mm. Again, all the links on the website and all that good stuff as well. And uh, yeah, see you next week for something that's going to be big and much anticipated and no pressure, Tim. Bye, Crom. <laughs> Bye, Crom. We'll see you next week.